Hello, it's Kelly Hightower from Mating Habits of the Modern Geek, or a little show that we like to call State of the Geek. I don't know if you've heard of it, but I wanted to say to Joe, uh, congratulations for your 100th episode of Geektitude. I remember a couple of Februarys ago, you wanted to have me on as a guest and interview me about geeky dating relationships. And since then, we've become such good friends and your show has become appointment listening, and you do what uh, many of us can't do, which is to actually have a legitimate interview show where you let people come on and they get to tell you about their thing and you don't spend the whole time talking about yourself. Uh, One of these days, you'll have to tell me how you do that. I just wanted to say uh, I've enjoyed knowing you over the past couple years, and I've met dozens of people through your show and uh, through the work that we do on Set of the Geek. And I had a wonderful time getting to actually fly across the country and meet you. So your show has has started off a wonderful friendship and has provided hours and hours of entertainment. And I hope that uh, you'll let me do a shout out when you get to episode 200. Okay, well, lots of love from North Carolina. And I will uh, record with you soon for our next month's episode of State of the Geek. And congratulations, Geektitude, for your episode 100. Bye-bye. Hello, my name is Rob, the Friendly Neighborhood Comic Geek. Many of you know me as Nobi in various video games and social media. Welcome to Episode 100 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. Today, I am very excited to be joined by Joe from the Geektitude podcast. How you doing, Joe? I'm doing great, Rob. How are you? Good, 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 good. So this week, we're going to be discussing this show. And the Mm -hmm. history of this show, because you have hit 100 episodes. Congratulations. Thank you so much. It's very exciting. It's kind of a little overwhelming, so thanks right off the bat for for helping me do this. For sure. For sure. All right. So, I'm trying to do do my best, like, Joe Hogan, like, keep it chill. Keep it chill. It's not my normal, (laughs) it's not my normal tone of voice. I'm probably going to stop doing it now, because I can't keep it up. (laughs) All right. So, uh, but yes, I am super excited to be here. I am, for those that don't know me, I am the host of The Comic Box, which is another podcast on the geek to geek Podcast Network. And uh, I like talking. So Joe was kind enough to ask me to come on and guest host for this very special 100th episode. So we're going to be yes, talking. Yeah. So we're going to be talking Geektitude. I get to interview you yes. this time, and I'm super pumped to do it. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. But first... We need to do a little weekly geekery and discuss how we have been keeping it geek this week. And I know we have something very special coming from you, as we would assume, it being your 100th episode. So uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to go first. Go for it. Um, the main thing I did, I suppose, is I went and saw Justice League. And ju- 
And I want to I want to ask you how you liked it, but I know you're going to have an entire episode on that, so I feel <laughs> like I should I should wait. <laughs> so I right before we started, I just finished recording like an hour and a half long episode reviewing Justice League with my buddy Fletch, who's out in New York. I'm I'm in Minnesota here. And he was on my prep episode, so if anybody listens to my show, uh, the episode last week was sort of doing our best to throw out comic book origins, both for the Justice League and then the Punisher, which is on Netflix and dropped Friday, this past Friday, depending on when this uh, podcast comes out. So I'm only half an episode in on the Punisher. I have not made any significant... um traction there but that's going to be my episode next time is going to be a punisher review episode but yeah i went and i saw justice league the short version is i was not a big fan okay and there is an hour and a half worth of additional comments (laughs) on there uh but the flip side i just i want to make sure i say especially on this podcast there's good stuff in there too i think and i was reading a lot of positive things on twitter in addition to mm-hmm. what seems to be an overall negative response to the film. So there are moments in there. I think depending on who your favorite character is, what type of moments you're looking for, what kind of movie you're looking for, it might be one that you could enjoy. Or if you're somebody that literally just wants to waste two hours in a movie theater, having some escapism, you don't care about nuances of, you know, plot and character and dialogue. And, you know, if all that doesn't really matter, and you just want to go and see a bunch of superheroes run around being superheroes like you might honestly really like the movie. Yeah, I'm I'm going to see it sometime today. Okay. And when we're recording this episode with uh with Ray tomorrow, so it will be uh it'll be interesting. I have absolutely no expectations for it. I and you know, I do that with all movies. I kind of try and keep my expectations as low as possible so that I'm not disappointed. Um but uh because I learned I learned the hard way. I've I've had some some movies that I was very, very excited for. And so I just kind of ruined it for myself because there was no way they could possibly meet my expectations. Yeah. It's, you gotta be careful not to get caught up in the hype machine. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny because uh, Ray and I kind of do that, that thing where he gets really, really excited. Then he's like, eh, it was okay. And I go, eh, I really don't care. I'm like, eh, it was decent. So, you know, hopefully that will be what happens with justice league. I'm, I'm hopeful only because, uh, you know, I feel like they've got the momentum of wonder woman. Mm hmm. But yeah, from what I've, everything I've heard and now from you, I'm like, eh, be what it's going to be. Yeah, I had, I went in with no expectations as well. And I coming out, I believe that was the right decision. I'll put it that <laughs> way. Uh, but I am super excited to hear what you guys think about it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a, a, a good episode. I always enjoy when you and Ray dig into to comic book movies and stuff. I think you guys have a, a really good format for doing that. I always end up getting lost. I try to talk about like characters and then plot and then overall thoughts where you guys are like, what do we like? What do we not like? Let the rest of the conversation happen organically. So I tried doing something more like that this time. And I think it, it worked out pretty well where it didn't feel so awkward if we were on a topic and then we wanted to mention something we liked it was okay just to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, and that, I mean, that's that's why I started having Ray do the the reviews with me because we were doing that long before I ever started a podcast. Is we would you know both watch a movie and then you know when it came to sub for me we'd be like, so did you see such and such? Oh yeah, I did. And then we just geek out about it for you know however long we had before one of us had to start teaching. Yeah. So, but Justice League, checking that box. I read Secret Empire. Which, for those not at all familiar with comic books, if you've heard anything about Captain America being evil and working for Hydra, this is that big crossover event where the whole Marvel Universe gets involved. 
Um, and you finished that? What's that? You finished I did. It? I did. I had started reading it last week at some point. But yeah, I read through. There's like nine, I think, issues of the main Secret Empire series. And then there's one tie-in episode of Captain America that's included in the trade. And it was fine. Uh, I talk about it also on my podcast, this idea of these crossover events can have interesting premises, but then mm-hmm. you know that the reason they're doing it is, A, because they do one every 18 months or whatever it is, and it's always to shake up the status quo. So really, in a lot of these, you can just read the last page and be like, oh, that was the the point all along. Instead of trying to tell mm-hmm. a really good story, they're telling a really good story, but you know there's an editorial mandate behind it. And that makes them harder to enjoy. So is is Captain America not a Nazi anymore? Am I allowed to spoil this? Yes, yeah, spoil alert, because I want to know and I'm not going to read the comic Yes book. and no. What happens in the end, so spoilers for everybody who, who hasn't read Secret Empire, hit, you know, forward a couple of times on your, your podcast or your your podcatcher, as, as Joe calls them. Um, so there's Evil Cap, and reality gets rewritten, mm-hmm. so he was always a, a Hydra sleeper agent. In order to defeat him, they recall what we're going to, in finger quotes, call the real Captain America. And the real Captain America fights the evil Captain America. And the evil Captain America is beaten but not killed, so he's in jail somewhere. So we currently have two Steve Rogers out there. One who has always been a Hydra agent and believes that's the right way to go. And then another Captain America that's more the traditional one we know. Okay, well, that's that's a lot... Less bad than I thought it could have been. <laughs> My theory is at some point down the line, this evil Steve Rogers will become the new Red Skull. Because the Red Skull currently Yeah, that's is, exactly what I thought as soon as you yeah, said it. Yeah. He's dead in the comics. They've done things like that previously where the Red Skull put his mind in the body of a cloned Steve Rogers. But I think it would be interesting mm-hmm. if they, at least for a little while, they set aside what we'll call the real Red Skull, um, Johann Schmidt. And instead, this other Steve Rogers, this alternate Steve Rogers... Uh, becomes the new Red Skull, but is still Steve Rogers. You know, he doesn't get his mind taken over or whatever. It's just he decides to become the new Red Skull. Yeah. I think that could be an interesting direction they could go. The important thing to note as far as comic-iness is the idea that this evil Captain America is still, for all intents and purposes, the one people have been reading forever because reality was rewritten, changing our Captain America into this one. So this other Captain America that was... Uh, showed up to fight him was created out of basically nothing by this extremely powerful being dealing with the cosmic gotcha. cube. So it's, yeah, it's, it was fine. It was fine. I've, I've <laughs> missed the big, you know, sweeping crossovers from the nineties, like the inf- original infinity gauntlet and infinity war. But then I never read the, those also had millions of tie in issues just like the secret empire did. And I didn't read any of those. I don't like having to read, you know, a hundred issues of stuff just to get one storyline when I can read 10 issues and get the gist. Have you gone back and uh, read or ever read um, age of apocalypse? Sure. I have two trades that are called tales from the age of apocalypse um, they actually did a short return to the Age of Apocalypse in the series X-Force years ago. Mm-hmm. I, I say years ago, and it's true. It's at least a couple of years ago. But um, where the characters re-enter the Age of Apocalypse and you see what happens to that universe after the end of that storyline. Because that alternate world didn't go away. They just defeated Apocalypse at the end. And so mm-hmm. this tells you what happens afterward. And it's actually really interesting. I don't know if you want me to spoil that for you at all. Um, no, actually, I have to go back and read that, but um, the original Age mm-hmm. of Apocalypse is by far my favorite comic book anything. Yeah, I hear you say that a lot, and I can understand that. I would encourage you to look into uh, things like DC's Elseworlds. 
that were uh, very popular mm -hmm. in the 90s. Similar conceit. We're taking characters you know, but we're putting them in a world where anything goes. We can do whatever we want with it. And there's no repercussions on the back end of, oh, well, we're going to kill Wolverine, for example, but we know we have to bring him back later on. You didn't right. have to do that in Age of Apocalypse. You don't have to do that in the Elseworlds storylines because it's a single story and they're not uh, weighed down by all that extra continuity. Yeah. But no, I, I liked Age of all, uh, Apocalypse as well. I liked the, you know, the Wolverine Cyclops rivalry. Um, I thought it was weird that Colossus wore a mask. I, I used to be a big Colossus fan. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, and there's so much there too to dig into. Like there's the main story, but there were all the other side series. So then yeah, are no, you it's watching a, it's a great series? Are you watching The Gifted at all? Because they have Blink, who is a carryover from Age of Apocalypse. Oh my Apocalypse. god, I love I love Gifted. And I, I I it's not a perfect show. And I can like there's some scenes. My my mother in law's a, a nurse, and so she'll watch it and they'll do something medical <laughs> and she'll like roll her eyes. But um but I love it. And because it's it's I mean, it's an X Men T V series, which we've never had. I mean, we've had the animated cartoon, but well, that's redundant. The animated series. We've never had an actual TV series, so I'm very excited that we are going to have, um, hopefully, that for quite a while. Cool. But yeah, you know, I, I hear you. I hear you talk about Age of Apocalypse a lot. I, I'd like to watch more Gifted. I watched the first episode just so I could talk about it on uh, my podcast. I have not had time to really get into any other shows, and this week's going to be the Punisher for me, so that I can do my review I'm, episode next week. My all of my consumption usually revolves around my podcast. Yeah, because unlike I understand that. Yeah, well, it's unlike I think any of the other ones on the our network. It's not a like I know yours takes a lot of work, so you have to track somebody down and do any research to to have that conversation. Void and Beach just kind of talk about whatever is on their mind. Um, Katie and Chelsea have a topic as well, and they need to maybe rewatch a movie if if they're. Uh, but it's just like I'm like okay, I need to read this 300 page comic book series. And I need to see this because there's so much going on right now. And I don't want my show to just be about movies and television. You know, I've had people yeah. actually call me out and be like, hey, I really like your podcast, but I miss when you used to actually talk about the comics you were reading. And so not only am I right. just trying to keep up with my regular comics I would read as a non-podcaster, but I'm every once in a while I try to get to something big that I can recommend to people that they can go out and find and read in its entirety instead of an ongoing where you can read the first three issues, but now you're waiting every month. A lot of people don't like to do that. We're a binging culture now. Yeah, we really but are. That said, uh, there's a comic book that has been mentioned on Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea that is in the same vein of Age of, of Apocalypse that I think you would enjoy, and it's the Injustice Gods Among Us comic by DC. Okay. Technically, it is the comic book prequel, and then some things take place during it or whatever, but for a video game. And notoriously, comic books that are tie-ins to video games are awful. Right. This is very much the exception. Now, they have... Oh, check that out then. They have what they call years. Year one, year two, year three, year four, year five, and then now they're in the Injustice 2 because there's the second game that's out. Uh, some of it is better than others. Like each one of these years is sort of its own kind of volume, and it usually takes on a different aspect of the DC universe. Like this one, we're talking about the the Greek gods that we run into in the Wonder Woman universe, and in this one, we're dealing with mm -hmm. the supernatural, John Constantine and Trigon and uh, Raven and Doctor Fate and these sort of characters. But in general, especially the first couple years, again, is what they call them are really good. The writing is really sharp and it's a world where anything can happen. And it's this world where Superman goes bad. And so 
People okay. die. People get taken off the board. Things happen that you would never see in a regular DC comic book without them eventually having to revert it back to the world that was so they can go back to having the same characters be the same alter. You know what I mean? Like we kill Batman, but yeah. in, in a year later we bring him back because Bruce Wayne needs to be Batman. Yeah. That does not happen in this one. They don't. I'm not saying they kill off Batman, but just that idea of characters die. Other characters fill roles. And it's really interesting. And it's it's written very sharply, and some of it is very funny. The interactions between Green Arrow and Harley Quinn in particular are written really well. But yeah, if, if you're an Age of Apocalypse fan, and I know that's very X-Men, but if you like the idea of that different world where anything can happen, I would definitely say Injustice. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, that is my favorite type of comic book, is the, um, you know, I loved Marvel What If. Yeah. I loved um, <laughs> when Blink was in Exiles. Like, I love, I love seeing what people do with with properties when they mix them up and change them. I really need to watch um, or read uh, the whole secret wars spinoffs because they're very self-contained and they are very, we're just going to go to this weird world that we've decided exists. Yeah. The, the most recent, the secret war storyline was interesting in that the universe or the multiverse is sort of destroyed and just these patchwork areas of all of these alternate realities that fans know about are all placed on the same planet. So there's like the Marvel zombies, there's the old man Logan universe, there's, um, oh boy, 2099, I think. So all these sort of alternate realities, um, are all sort of thrown together and just big walls. And it's very sort of Game of Thrones. It was, uh, it was a pretty good read, but no, I'm, I'm with you. My, my bookshelf is full of trades, specifically, um, a lot of, uh, Batman, Superman, Green Lantern, and Justice League Elseworlds. I'm a, I'm a huge yeah, fan of, because awesome. I like those self-contained stories. Uh, only other thing that I can think of off the top of my head for Weekly Geekery for me is yesterday the wife and I beat Lego Jurassic World. Oh, nice. And we had started playing it when we first got it a long time ago. We loved Lego Pirates of the Caribbean. Just an amazing game. Uh, unlike these other licensed Lego games, they don't use clips from the movies for audio. It's voice actors that never say actual words. So it's okay. just everybody going, what? Huh? <laughs> You know, it's it's very entertaining and it was a fun game and the multiplayer worked well in this one. And then we did Marvel superheroes, Lego Marvel superheroes, and that was OK. Um, and then uh, but there was so much going on in the open world sort of made it difficult to get around and find things. And so it wasn't as, as much fun for my wife. And then this one, uh, we realized we just had to do it as a single player. And just trade off who was playing okay. and just hang out together and help the other person. Oh, there's a thing in the corner. Here's where you need to go for that thing. And just be a second pair of eyes on the screen because their their dynamic multiplayer just did not work in that game. But that's it for me. I mean, I my laptop still isn't up and running to gaming. There's something wrong with my graphics card or something. So I haven't touched Overwatch. Mm -hmm. I saw there's a new character, but I I haven't done any other gaming or anything besides that. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. There's just not enough time in the day. Oh, no, no, certainly not. Especially <laughs> not right now when I'm trying to binge. Like, I I binged uh, Daredevil Season 2 to get ready for mm -hmm. The Punisher. And uh, I did an interesting thing. What I did is I skipped any scene that didn't have to do with The Punisher. So the first few episodes are strictly okay. a Punisher arc. And then after that, Season 2 of Daredevil introduces Elektra. And Matt Murdock goes off on his total side storyline. And then they're running parallel. The, the Punisher court case and what happens after that. 
and then this whole storyline with Elektra. I skipped every single time I saw anything that had to do with Elektra on the screen. I skipped to the next scene where it looked like they were back in court or dealing with Karen Page or Foggy or the Punisher. And it actually worked really mm-hmm. well. I wouldn't ever suggest somebody do it on their first viewing. But if all you wanted to do was do a super Punisher catch up, I would do that because none of the Electra stuff has anything to do with the Punisher whatsoever. No, and I honestly found that to be like, I wish they'd made those two separate seasons. I wish they'd do a Punisher one that featured Daredevil mm-hmm. and then um, and then did Daredevil season two with Electra. Yeah, it's because I felt like they just stepped on each other's toes too much. Yeah, I mean, it made sense for them to be. Uh, the way they did them, it made sense for them to be parallel storylines. The idea being Elektra is trying to get Daredevil to be more violent. And Daredevil also has the Punisher here. And he's seeing the Punisher take down crime in a way that he never could. But it's by right. crossing a moral line that he doesn't ever want to cross. While at the same time, Elektra is pushing him to cross that line. Like the Punisher doesn't care. The Punisher thinks what you're doing is stupid, but he's not telling you you have to become. a Well, I suppose there's the one scene where he puts the choice to him. But it's to prove the point that you're not a killer. You shouldn't be a killer, but what you're doing doesn't work. Versus Elektra being like, be like me, be like me, be like me. And the Punisher being, right. you don't want to be me. Mm-hmm. So they they work together for him. But in the later half of that season, yeah, Daredevil doesn't really have anything to do with the Punisher storyline whatsoever. Um, he kind of diverts off. So I'm really looking forward to that series. Uh, Fletch said he was about halfway through, and he said he was enjoying it a lot. So... Um, I look forward to that, but I think that's my weekly geekery. There's probably something else in there that I'm not thinking of um, that I went and did, but nothing comes to mind. That's pretty geeky. That's, that's pretty, it's geeky. pretty that's geeky. Good. That's a good run for the week. It is. Yeah. yeah, it absolutely is. So how about you? How have you been keeping it geek this week? Well, a couple of things. I think I'm going to kind of do this in reverse order just because we're, we're going to use one to lead into something else. But um, the big thing that I have spent a lot of my week doing is in celebration of episode 100 of Geekitude, I went and started another podcast. Oh, good for you. Your life is now over. <laughs> What's the other podcast yeah. that you started? Well, it's called Podcast of the Whale. Okay. And uh, the, that's that's a um, – well, I'll explain what it is, and then I'll explain why it's called Podcast okay. of the Whale. So it's called Podcast of the Whale. Um, it is a World of Warcraft classic podcast. Um I think over the last month or so, I've kind of decided that, you know, I've I've mentioned in other interviews that my fandom tends to be Warcraft, but I haven't played a lot in the last mm-hmm. year. And it's mostly because I feel like what they've done with the game is added a lot of this extra stuff to keep people engaged. And it really kind of dilutes or or um, muddies up the the actual questing experience. And for me, I just like to go out and do quests and kill things and explore the world and then go back into a major city and, you know, craft. So um, in, at BlizzCon this year, they announced that what they're going to do is um, launch servers that are dedicated to running classic WoW. Yeah, you were talking about this and, in your last episode, too, I think. Yeah, yeah. And so I literally, for a week after this announcement, I could not stop thinking about um the the old classic wow and and people were talking about it on the internet and in their shows you know their blizzard based shows and you know they'd bring up do you remember this i'm like oh my god i remember that do you remember that oh my god i remember that and and it's like i could not get it i wasn't you know i'd be listening to an audiobook and i wasn't paying attention to the audiobook because i was thinking about the different things i'm like this is obviously something that i have to get out of my system 
And so uh, Podcast of the Whale is going to be covering the news as they start moving towards getting these servers up and running. Um, there's a huge discussion online right now about what makes Classic WoW Classic. Some want it like out of the box bugs and all. Um, you know, what, what happened on the very first launch day. Like that's what they, the experience they want to recreate. Some people out there are like, um, we're 13 years older than we were back then. We've all got a lot less time. We all have other games we want to play. We want, um, some of the modern conveniences in the game, but with the classic storylines and feel and everything else. And so, um, so there's a huge discussion to cover online. And I don't have a whole lot of time to cover it. So what I'm doing is I'm actually recording it as I drive in or back from work. And they're just little 20 minute episodes. Um, I'm only going to do it once a week, although I did uh, release, and hopefully they're up on iTunes by now. I did release the first two episodes with an episode zero. So I got a, three, a push of three episodes out right away. And then I'm going to start with episode three next week. But um, that's, that's, but yeah, yeah so, that's, so that's, that's very cool. I find that interesting. I've done a little bit of MMO stuff. I never really got into it. I played The Matrix Online, and I was really mm-hmm. into that. I spent a lot of time in The Matrix Online. And then I played uh, DC Universe Online at launch, and I played that. for. I might have even done beta for that. And I was in that one for quite a while originally at launch. And then I have a Lord of the Rings online account, but I've never done a ton with it. I kind of got to the point where I started needing help, and everybody else mm-hmm. in the server I'm on is so far beyond me. There's nobody around to actually help me with the levels I need help with for party stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the first Guild Wars. I played a little bit of the first Guild Wars. But for me, I would think there is no way that I would ever – like if somebody said, oh, they're putting up the, the Matrix Online servers again. I'd be like, oh, I might spend an afternoon doing that. But I could never mm-hmm. see myself going back because I just look at the time investment that's required on MMOs where you turn around and realize you've been sitting at your computer for six hours. Yeah. And I would just be terrified of that. Like my buddy on, on my podcast, we call him some guy named Matt. And he was all in on EverQuest back when we were in high school. Like he had binders on his desk in his room, you know, at his parents' house of all the information and the maps and everything for EverQuest. And... He just, he stayed up late every night, and that was what he did, is he was the EverQuest guy. And so he's playing again, because they did the same thing, where they're doing the the Mm -hmm. servers starting over. And I'm like, but you got a wife and two kids now. Like, how are you finding the time to play that game and to do that? So the point I'm making is, I wish you the absolute best of luck. Um but I'm interested to see how long you're going to be able to stick with it or if it's just like, is, is, I've tried World of Warcraft once and didn't get into it. Is it a game you can just play for half an hour and walk away from? It, it will have to be because I, I do have a husband who will be, um, standing, tapping his foot at the doorway if I am playing too much. Um, but I mean, right now, all I do video game rise and, and hopefully this will change. I think this week I'm going to pick up, um, mario odyssey for the the switch because uh i i really liked it when i played it with my yeah i've heard nothing but good things about that game yeah it looked amazing i i played a little bit of it and and had just a a blast um so you know i'm hoping that i can kind of entice matt into to participating in that a little Mm -hmm. bit but um but as far as as wow goes i i'm not gonna ever raid 
I'm not going to ever get into high level content with this thing. I mean, it takes forever to level in classic WoW. But when they did Cataclysm, which was their third expansion, um, they wanted to make the old world open to flying. And so the way they did it is they destroyed the old world so and put, you know, as if, you know, a character had a dragon bursts out of the core of the earth and just destroys everything. So cities are leveled, like giant chasms are ripped open, like the entire landscape changed and they moved like they progressed the, the quests a little further in on the um, timeline. So when you go like, that's why people go to private classic servers is because you can't go to any of those old quests anymore. You can't go to a lot of those old locations or they've completely changed. And so for me, it's just a matter of being able to run around in a place that I remember lovingly for, you know, five, six years sure. that I spent time in. That makes sense. And yeah. And so if, you know, if I never get to level 60 with the character, I'm, I don't care. I, I'm still going to be able to, you know, go in for an hour or so and, you know, putz around, participate in Baron's chat and all these other little meme worthy things that go on in, in classic wow and just kind of enjoy it. And the reason why it's called podcast of the whale right. is that universally um, accepted is the items with two stat bonuses would be given a uh, the, the, the things that dropped would always get a random enchant on them. And if it got two um, stats bonuses on it, it would get uh, of the tiger or of the owl. And there were all these different animals that were used as the names of random enchants. And of the whale would give you spirit and stamina, which are like the most worthless combination ever. <laughs> and so that's why I'm calling it podcast of the whale, because anybody who knows class is kind of, it's kind of a secret um, barrier to entry. Like you can still listen to my podcast, but you're not going to get of the whale unless you're a classic. Gotcha. Okay. I can dig that. Now, the, the only other thing that I got to ask you about this podcast, and I, I brought it up in our Slack channel as well. And this is just mm -hmm. me saying this as your friend is it safe to record a podcast while you are driving? Like, are you, what are you using? How are you going to manage doing that? Well, I, my first you know, episode zero, one and two were podcast from my cell phone with a mic attached to it, a, a lavalier mic. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's completely hands-free. All I have to do is hit record and you know, that's does not take my attention. Right. So it's, it, 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 I am trying to be very safe with it. I, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that if I did want to do something complicated, a good 20 minutes of my drive every morning is literally being parked on the 10 freeway. So <laughs> see uh, here, here um, in Minnesota, we don't like, we have traffic, but I've never, I've also been very lucky where I've always worked the opposite direction of the rush hour traffic. But I, yeah, I can't, I can't imagine like my drive to work is equal to the amount of time you don't move on your ride to work. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's really that's really what it is. I mean, uh, when Katie from uh, Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea uh, was talking to me about the commute, she's like, well, you know, oh, my God, you drive that? I mean, it's like 80 miles. And I was like, yeah, it takes me about an hour and a half, hour 45 on a, on a good day if there's no traffic. And she's like, that's insane. But I guess it's not that bad because I go like half that distance and it takes me 90 minutes. And I'm like, yeah, see, <laughs> it's just it's just Southern California. Oof. 
So what else have you been up to this week outside of launching well, an awesome new endeavor? So that makes three for you, right? Because that's Geek to That makes three for me. Podcast of the Whale and then State of the Geek. Yes. Okay. So, so uh, you know, it's it's an addiction, and I probably should go to therapy. No, um, no, no, no. Specifically, <laughs> you just find somebody else to do the editing for you. That that's true. Like if I can if I can find somebody who will just be like, oh my god, I love audio, I love editing audio files. Um, I I, I would send their way. <laughs> I definitely would. But yeah, the only other thing I did this um this weekend was kind of last weekend, uh, and I recorded my episode with Ray before uh before it actually happened. So now I can kind of report back on it. Uh, Kelly Hightower, my host from state of the geek came out for Palm Springs comic-con and she stayed with us all weekend. And I don't know. I mean, we met, uh, when I flew out to Minnesota, but that was for like brunch. Yes. (laughs) I don't know if you've ever, um, invited somebody into your home that you have not actually met in person to stay for three or four days. No, I don't think, Um, I don't think the wife would ever be okay with something like that. Yeah, I mean, we we obviously have a great friendship online, but there's always, I think, that little nervousness that when you spend so much time together, you're either going to get on each other's nerves or there's going to be an issue. Right. I have had, I had the most fun weekend I think I've ever had. Like, we hit it off beautifully. Um, you know, we, we laughed. We stayed up way too late talking. Um it, it was a, a great, great time. I, I get very stressed out when I have people staying in my house because I feel like I have to be a good host. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I wasn't stressed out at all. So Kelly is just an absolutely amazing person. Her and my husband hit it off. Um, it, we just had a blast. And so we did that. Palm Springs Comic Con was a little quiet this year. And Katie or Kelly has run um, run. Con, cons in the past has been involved in the running of cons in the past and she's like you know what the second year slump is a thing so we're gonna i think next year assuming that they do another year of palm springs comic-con i think we just as a as a community out here need to make a push to get people out because it, it it's it's a lot of fun okay yeah i mean we had the Panel. same yeah. we had minnesota fan fest here for the first time and it's the same people that do i think phoenix comic-con or phoenix fan fest or whatever they call it there and mm-hmm. it, it was the same thing. It was really quiet. Like they had a massive floor, but there weren't a whole lot of people. So you saw like Sean Patrick Flannery, you know, one of the the Boondock mm-hmm, Saints, mm-hmm. just like hanging out alone at his booth with like this queue area for a huge line to go talk to him. So I was kind of sad. That, that's just always sad and awkward. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and for my sake, like I like walking around. I go to be in costume and take photos with other cosplayers and look at stuff and maybe chat with people. And I might spend 20 bucks, but I am not the kind of person to spend $300. I never buy prints is my big thing. Like you might be an amazing artist. I do not have room on my walls for your drawing of, you know, Batman or whatever. Like. And I completely understand people that I have friends who love buying them or they commission drawings of like their D&D characters. And I think that's awesome. Like I don't I'm not shooting down anybody else. Um, It's just so I'm like, oh, wow, this stuff is really good. But they're like, great. I'm here to sell things to you. And you're like, I know, but I'm coming here knowing ahead of time I'm not buying any of your stuff. So am I just wasting your time and conversation or are you happy just to have somebody to talk to? You know, because I'll talk to authors and all these people and it's like, I got a stack of books I haven't read yet. So I want to support independent authors, but I'm not going to buy your book until I know I'm ready to read it. That's just the way that I do things. I don't like adding to my giant stack of stuff uh, because that's what makes me anxious is thinking I have too much stuff to get through. Uh, well, here's here's my trick for yeah. that. 
because because Kelly and I talked about that because <laughs> we were walking around and you know I I only have so much space and I've got a whole bunch of art that needs to be uh, framed and hung and hasn't been yet so I shouldn't be buying anything but what I do is when I go to people's booths and I'm talking to them um, I'll say hey do you have a card and they'll go sure and if they say well you know do you want to buy anything here and I I <laughs> I kind of it, it's it's true but it's it's not I I say you know I. I take people's cards because I know I'm an impulse buyer. And so I can't afford to buy everything that I want to when I come to these things. Oh yeah. But if I take your card and I really, you know, want it a day later, I will, I will contact you because that way, you know, they, they, you're not, you're, you're being honest with them. I'm not, I may not buy this, but I'm leaving it open because it's really good. And it's something that if I wasn't trying to control myself, I would already. Have yeah. It. And I have several cards from different people that do, you know, different custom stuff as well. But let me, let me ask you this. Did you guys have those mystery boxes? We had a huge booth that was selling basically loot crate stuff, I guess, where they're like, here's 10 or 15 or one of them is like, it's like $50 and you don't know what it is you're buying. I, I am so lost on that whole idea. Did you guys have that at your con? We, we didn't this year. I think we may have last year. And I know that when we went to new, uh, NerdCon two summers ago, they had a whole bunch of those. And I'm with you. I have no interest in spending money on something that I don't know what I'm going to get. Um, I have uh, friends that will do it. And most of the time they get their money back. But a couple of times they've been like, well, this is awful. Yeah. like I, I understand if it's like I'm with a group of friends and we're all big Harry Potter fans, for example, and there's a Harry Potter box for $40. And we're like, all right, everybody will pitch in 10 bucks or whatever. And then we'll split up all the things. But it's like, I don't need a keychain. I don't need any sticker. Like, I'm maybe it's just the fact that I'm an adult and I don't need stuff. It's like the only thing I would get out of that would be either a replica prop that I could put on a shelf, uh, maybe a T-shirt that I could wear. And I think that'd be it. Right. Like the, the, you know, I mean, maybe pins, I guess. I know pins are coming back in a really big way these days, um, enamel pins, but it was, it was really one of those. But no, I mean, we had panels where we had one or two people that were in the audience and I have the recordings. Eventually I'm going to put them up maybe over the holidays. I have, I think two panels. One might be one that I wasn't on, but Liam was. And then I think I have a recording of a panel that, Liam and I were both on um, and some of them. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it was just the placement of where the panels were in relation to the floor, but nobody came up and yeah, our panels had, cause we, we basically gave our little podcast. It was, it was me and Kelly, Kenny Rotter from dumbbells and dragons and Katie from tea time with Katie and Chelsea. And so the four of us and a friend of Kenny's, sat in the podcasting panel room for five hours. Oh, wow. And just, and, and except for one half hour or 45 minute panel that I was on that um, was a diversity panel. So they had three or four other people come in that weren't part of our group. It was just basically us either guesting on each other's panels or listening to each other's panels. Like, <laughs> Like that, that was it. We had maybe three or four people for the panels that weren't the diversity panel um, that kind of came in and out. But out of the four panels that we did as a group, I think there were maybe three or four people total that weren't us. Yeah. And we had that. And some of the people were the people that did stick around for various ones or kept popping in. Were they the same people? 
Yeah, it was. It was like there was one guy there that was really nice and uh, and stayed for a couple of panels. Um, yeah, it, it was the same. It was the same two or three people. And for for the Geekitude um, panel, it was it was literally we just closed the door and just recorded ourselves. <laughs> there was literally nobody there except for for Kenny's friend Jess, and that was it. So you're saying there's a recording though? There is a recording. What, do we get to listen to the recording, or you put it? What are you What are you doing with those? I think as our um, as part of our 100th episode, we're going to drop it in right about here, and uh, and it is a recording of me, Kelly Hightower, Kenny Rodder, and Katie from Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea. How is that not like a dream lineup, how- especially for your show? Yeah, I, well, as I started off, I, I kind of referred to it as people from all aspects of my podcasting life. Yeah. And so it was uh, it was very fun to do. We talked about how podcasting kind of has has affected our our lives and our world. Oh, well, I am super excited to hear this. So let's I get that's my call, isn't it? It's we're having too much of a conversation. (laughs) I am the host here. Well, then let's cut to the clip then and take a look, Jim. Welcome to the Geek to Do panel. Uh, my name is Joe Hogan, and uh, I am releasing my 100th episode a week from Monday. And yay, thank you. And so I wanted to take this opportunity to talk with some amazing people that I have met on this journey and talk about how podcasting has kind of changed our lives. So I'm going to start down at the end chronologically for me. Uh, down at the end is uh, Kenny Rotter from Dumbbells and Dragons. Hi, everybody. And then we have Kelly Hightower from Mating Habits of the Modern Geek and my wonderful co-host on State of the Geek. Hello. And then next to me we have Katie from Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea from the Geek Network. Hello. And so um, just to take everybody on the quick journey with us, um, I met Kenny in 2015 at Comic-Con. I don't know if he actually remembers it. I think it's like a collective memory where I've told him about it so many times that he remembers it. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much how it happens. Because we were in a um, panel about blogs and podcasting, and you stood up and said that you were... We were in the Nerdstrong panel. That was later. What? Yes, that was later. We met at a, we met at a different panel. And you stood up and you said it was the, uh, you were there representing Dumbbells and Dragons, and I said, that is the most amazing name I've ever heard. I must meet this person. And then I had you on my show six months later. Because when we met at the Nerdstrong panel at that Comic Con. Maybe it was. Maybe it was Nerdstrong. It was at one of those. I was in that room. It was one around. I was in that room. Apparently, my collective memory is better than your actual. And then uh, we podcasted January of that year together. Back to back, we did we did two episodes uh, right after one another. And you hadn't released Dumbbells and Dragons yet. It no. was still a glimmer in your eye. It was a little baby, a little baby in my belly. And you you texted me after uh, after we podcasted, and you're like, "So do you want to do a podcast about podcasts?" And I said, "Sure." And I thought you were inviting me to be on your show. And you were just inviting yourself back onto mine. <laughs> Which was fine. It ended up being a great show. And it, it sprung off. We, that's how we met the WEC people. That's how we oh, met yeah. uh, Brian Johnson from the Average Geek Show. 
And uh, a lot of a lot of stuff came out of that episode. It was a yeah. pretty amazing episode. It was a great us. episode. And all because I randomly invite myself on this podcast. Kenny's like, I'd like to invite you over to my house for dinner. Which means you come to my house and cook. <laughs> but by my house, I mean I come to your house. And Correct. You're not wrong. <laughs> and then a month later, it was it was getting towards um, it's getting towards Valentine's Day, and I was like, I wonder if there's anybody I could have on my show because this is where I was just like shooting out into the nether nether to see who I could get as guests because um, I, I had gotten a a comic book artist and writer on my show like episode six just completely by accident like he liked the fact that i loved classic marvel rpg and um i wanted to talk about it and then when i looked him up i was like oh crap what did i do <laughs> like this is a legit person um so i would like that kind of emboldened me to see well let's see who else i can get and i was like I wonder if anybody does like a geek dating show because that would be kind of cool for valentine's day and i found Manning habits of the modern geek Yes, and I listened to the to an episode and was like, "Oh my god, she's amazing! I need to have, I need to know this person." <laughs> um, and you were a little, you were a little resistant at first. Well, because I, so I had been doing my show for several years at that point, and I get a lot of requests to be on podcasts that never go anywhere. Mm. And I get, and I, I, there, there are a lot of podcasts that have one episode on them, and on that one episode is your interview with me. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily that I was hesitant to do it, or I was like, oh, I don't know. It was more just like, I don't, maybe I don't want to curse this guy's podcast, like I'm <laughs> podcast poison, because the, the problem is like, sure, I'll do anything. Is that there's a lot of just one episode shows out there that's <laughs> just me talking about my show. <laughs> but no, but I, I was, I. I hope I wasn't like rude about it. Was oh I no, you were you were actually was very professional. You're like, um, yeah, let me give give your your podcast a listen, and I'll let you know. And I thought that was good because I had already listened to yours. I felt, right. I felt like it was only it was only fair. It made sense, and I I oh. have done the same thing. Right. Well, and also too, I had been on many shows at that point where I had not listened to the show, and it had been some sort of whiz bang wackiness that I was not expecting. And so I would come on, and they'd be like, so. What's your what's your top twenty of your hip hits and like what's a hip hip wait what and then they're like oh we'd always do this and so then I felt bad because I hadn't listened to the show so that was another I was trying to turn over a new leaf of professionalism and be like well let me see if there's any sort of whiz bang morning radio foolery happening that I can be prepared for I was like oh no it's just a delightful regular informative podcast <laughs> and and I think we I think we recorded for a half an hour before we actually started or we talked for a half an hour before we actually started recording we we're like we should get this on. Yeah. On, on tape, and then recorded a two-hour episode. Sorry. No, it's all right. It was great. And then I think we talked a good hour or two after that and decided that if we had lived closer, we would be, like, going out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, like BFFs. Like, it was a very, it was a, I felt a very soulful connection, which doesn't happen much anymore. But I was, I was like, oh, no, I was like, I like this guy. This guy, this guy is one of my people. This guy... It's, it's cool. So, so yeah, I was very excited after that. And so then I was telling everyone, you got to go listen to this show. <laughs> well, I, I think Matt was like, yes, I get it. You really like Kelly Ino. She sounds very cool. <laughs> Stop talking about her. <laughs> She's amazing. Um, and then, uh, Katie, you're my, my both, both uh, Kelly, I met in person yesterday. Yes. And Katie, I met literally in person two hours ago. Yeah. And, but, um, we've already done two shows together because you just joined our network. Yeah. Geek Network. And, um, and we got you via 
Kenny. Because I remember being at a brunch with Kenny and Kevin and Mandy from the WEC podcast. And <laughs> Kenny says, you know what your network needs? Your network needs diversity. <laughs> oh, is that what you <laughs> Call you this number. There are some ladies up in there. they're amazing. And it, and it just so happens that we did indeed need diversity. And um, and we love your show. And your show is, oh, like, thank you. amazing. <laughs> thank you. It, it really is a wonderful show. And even the topics they cover that I have absolutely no interest in, the podcasts are still so interesting. Yeah, you listen because just, they just love, they love what they geek out about. Yeah, it's And fun. That's, that's so much fun. So I so that's that's the history that's the progression of these <laughs> panelists these wonderful panelists that are on here today. Um, so I want to start with um, where did like when when did you know you wanted to do a podcast? Oh God, uh, we're going in order, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Since everyone's looking at me now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I first wanted to do a podcast in sometime in early 2014. And I had just gotten out of a relationship. It's like the theme of my day today. And I realized that originally I wanted to like write a book about working out and nerding out. Those were my two biggest things. And then I decided, you know what? I want to meet Chris Hardwick. And the best way to do that is to not go to Comic-Con, but to launch my own podcast. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, that's kind of when I decided I wanted to be a podcaster and since then, meeting Chris Hardwick has become the least of my desires for the podcast. Wow, I'm sorry, you. Chris Hardwick. <laughs> I, I still would like to meet you. Have you met him yet? And I, I think the answer is no. <laughs> the answer is no, and to be perfectly honest, I've actually stopped listening to his podcast. Oh, oh wow. Well. Like, I still subscribe, and occasionally he will have an interview that I am interested in. But as for, I used to listen to him three times a week whenever he would release an episode. Now he releases an episode once a week, and I don't listen to half of them. Wow. Actually, I don't listen to probably 90% of them. I can say the last one I listened to was Bruce Campbell, and that was like a month ago. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Like, if, if he has someone I care about on, I will listen to it. But as for, normally I would just listen to him to listen to him, but now I'm just kind of like... Wow. We have so many podcasts to listen to. <laughs> and, and honestly, his... Pre-roll is like six minutes of advertising. That is a problem. You're right. You're it's, right. It's like it's not just one or two ads. He's doing live reads for like four or five different companies, and I'm just like, look, skip, 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 look, skip, 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 skip. If I buy a Casper mattress, will you leave me alone? <laughs> <laughs> like, like stamps.com. Chris Hardwick. No one sends mail anymore. I know. <laughs> and if they do, they already know about stamps.com. <laughs> Uh, Kelly, I mean, I know um, a lot of people heard the story, but I think it's a great story. You want to tell us? Well, yeah, I so when I first got into it, it was probably 2010, 2011, Early and doctor. yeah, and well, because a friend of mine wanted to do one, and I thought it was neat, and I had li been listening to my favorite podcast of all time. Sorry, present company is um, Gay Pimpin' with Johnny McGovern, which has now changed into the gayest of all time, and it was the podcast I was listening to probably back in 2006. And it was about underground New York lifestyle party scene, super gay, by the, you can tell by the title. And, um, and it was great. And so I understood the concept of podcasting. And I brought it to this friend of mine. I was like, we should do a podcast about reviewing stuff in your game store. And he was like, that sounds great. And he's real creative and, and super smart. And, and he, he can sing. And like, so and he was like, yeah, let's do it. And so he, we designed the show. And we did maybe five or six episodes. And I was like, hey, you know what would be funny? If we talked about ourselves and I've talked about the crazy things in my dating life, 
And he immediately was like, no, that's no one would be interested in that. That's not funny. And I mean, no, it would be funny because I'd be telling the stories and it's, you know, self-deprecation, but it's also there's truth. And I think people can relate. He's like, it's no, it's dumb. Nobody wants to hear that. And I was like, challenge accepted. <laughs> and so I then went off and, and made mating habits. And I did it from a very, from a very business standpoint where I bought the domain name. I got the, I got up all the Twitter names, the Twitter handles and all those sorts of things. And went at it like a, I'm going to create a feel like almost like a biology field guide to dating in the geekosphere. And, um, and yeah. And so then I, I recorded, like, I think you did. I banked five shows. I, I rented a room at uh, our local La Quinta hotel and had scheduled people. It started at 9am and I my, recorded my fifth show finished at 4am. And I had five episodes that I could release on a bi-weekly basis where I got my feet under me because it was all me. I was, you know, like all the, like I was doing all the editing, doing all the processing, doing all the hosting, doing all that stuff. And it just, it became a success. People really liked it. People wanted to be on. And so then that fed into itself. I was like, well, people really like this. I'll keep doing it. And, you know, four years later, I'd done a hundred episodes. My, <laughs> I've done a, I only have done a hundred episodes, but I guarantee you by the time normal people reach the 300 episode mark, I still have more hours of podcasts. Oh, yes. Yes. Cause yes. my podcasts go on and on and on, as, as you can tell by this answer, on and on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. And so, yeah, it's been, it's, I took, a, I took a year off, but I'm back. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I was in my, First year of grad school, uh, so like 2013 or something, I was live tweeting an episode of Arrow, and somebody, I got retweeted by the TV show, and uh, yeah, nice. and they must have thought I said something clever, um, and uh, Temple of Geek, who was been around for a little while, uh, the person who runs that uh, website slash podcast, like reached out to me and asked me if I was interested in podcasting, to be honest, never heard of podcasting before. Ever. And I was like, what do you guys talk about? And he was like, we just talk about, like, geek stuff and things that you're interested in. So, like, I did, I met up, like, via Skype with him, and then I started recording podcasts. And the longer we went on with that podcast, the more I realized that the things that I wanted to talk about, they were not interested in at all. It was me and a bunch of dudes. And they, from Texas, from Mm. Texas. Mm -hmm. And they just didn't care about, like, what I wanted to talk about. And, um... Chelsea started, uh, like, going to events with us. That's how we met Kenny. was at an event. And um, almost a year ago, uh, Chelsea and I were like, hey, I asked her, I was like, hey, do you think we should do a podcast where, like, you and I just talk about stuff that we like? And it's been almost a year of us just, like, it started out with Chelsea still lived here in California. So she and I would, like, she'd either come over to my house or go to her house or record over the Internet and, been doing it ever since and it's been fantastic and she's it's basically my way of being able to talk to her now <laughs> once a week because she lives in Ireland now so she got married she moved and so once a week we have a like time to catch up and I think that's what people like the most about the show is us basically just telling each other what we've been doing for a week yeah and sometimes that becomes 30 minutes like half our podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> which is unintentional or the last podcast that we did, where our catch-up with Morgan, who was our guest, ended up being 45 minutes. <laughs> My podcast is only two hours. Like we, I think we all have the long podcasts on there, though. Normally when Kelly is guesting. Yes. <laughs> I have a lot to say, damn it. No, we've been really good with State of the Geek. We keep that down to 90 minutes. Well, because easy. we'll have a stroke if we talk for that about that stuff any longer. Like, mm-hmm. we're infuriated by the time we get done with those podcasts. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and, and this is just to anybody. What what is the, the the whole panel is supposed to be about? What how podcast has changed or influenced your life? And and what would you guys say the the biggest change to your life has been since you started podcasting? I don't want to start. Oh, start. I can start. Okay. Um, I. For sure, it's a way for me to keep in touch with Chelsea, which is for selfish reasons. Um, but the other thing is, like, coming to the realization that there are almost 500 people out there that like listening to us talk about just stuff that we like. Um, but it's also like an outlet for us to really like discuss things that we just would do normally on our own, and we just recorded it. And then, you know, getting more in depth into the things that we like and realizing realizing just how big of fangirls that we are <laughs> about stuff. But also meeting people. That's been great. I mean, because of Kenny, um, we got pulled onto the geek to geek podcasting network, which has been phenomenal. And getting to meet, like, Beige and Boyd from the geek to geek podcast, getting to meet, you know, you. <laughs> and, I mean, now I get to meet you. I met you in person. Yes. So, but, I mean, podcasting has really opened up, like, so much more. I mean, being able to meet people that I didn't know that I would get to meet. And that's what Geek World in general has done that. Yeah, I, the meeting people has been the best part. Um, there's a my friends now consist of I have three separate sets of friends. I have friends that I had that I've known my whole life, friends that I met through a steampunk convention, and then friends that I've met through podcasting. <laughs> if you're not in one of those three buckets, we're not friends. Um, <laughs> so, um, and I think too, I've I've learned a lot about how many how many people are actually listening. I never really listen to an edit when I'm done because I mean it's two hours. You guys not listen to that. <laughs> I said it. I was there. So I like I I edit, but I edit in a speedy sort of not really paying attention to what I'm saying kind of way, and I forget that I say things. So I run into people, and they're like, "Oh yeah, like that horrible story that you told." I'm like, "What?" Like they'll re- you know they'll recount something to me, and I'm going, "Oh my god, I told that out to the world, and now someone's remembered it, and has now brought it back up to me." Right? Like maybe that wasn't such a good idea. Um, also, I've I, it's it's good and bad for me from a dating standpoint because if anyone was ever interested in dating me, you have hundreds of hours of content of instructions of exactly how to do it. <laughs> but also, if you're in a relationship with me, um, I sometimes I don't tell like no, I tell everything. I the last guy that I dated, the reason we had to break up was because on two separate occasions we we met and he's like. We have to have a talk on your show. You brought up this thing, and I really feel it's unfair that you do. And I'm like, we're done. Like, no, we're done. <laughs> no, no, we can't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna rehash things or censor myself. So, like, it's 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 the hardest work I've ever done for like a creative project, but it's been the most fun, and I've gotten the most out of it because I've been able to meet people I would have never met you guys before. I would have, there would be no. We, we're on opposite ends of the country. Um, and just fun going to think, you know, going to panels, talking to people. I really do feel like I've given some decent advice to people about dating and they've gone out and actually gotten dates. And I, I, one of my co-hosts, Sean Ryan from Alpha Counter, I mean, he got married. You have no evidence that it wasn't 100% due to the advice I gave. Because <laughs> he wasn't married before we so he started listening to the podcast. And now he is. So you're welcome. But yeah, no, it's, it's. It's probably the hardest work for the for the most benefit because you do get instant feedback and you do get to meet fun friends. I just want to say, Kelly, I was married before I started listening to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And now you're not. And now I'm not. <laughs> but, but, haven't we decided that's for the best? Correct. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, oh, gosh. Um, what was the question, Joe? Oh, what, what have you, what, how has podcasting your life? Or influenced your life. Podcasting has changed and influenced my life. It has given me an outlet to meet people I normally wouldn't meet um, while doing things that I love doing. Uh, for example, I I fuck. I have no idea what my example is. Please censor that, Joe. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, I I've, I've met a bunch of people um, that I have a lot in common with. Everyone at this pa- at this table included. Uh, and it's given me this outlet to just talk about stuff that I love, whereas normally I wouldn't necessarily have those people in my life to discuss it with. It's also given me an opportunity to meet and support people that I admire. Um, last night, we on our way into Palm Springs, I stopped by my friend Chris Minnis's house. He was on one of my very early episodes, and I had him on talking about a bodybuilding show he puts on called The Perigno Legacy. And... It gave me an opportunity to publicize this show that has now grown exponentially. I don't know if it was because of me or not. I, you know, possibly. But he said that his favorite cheat meal was donuts. And fast forward two years later, I show up with a dozen, I show up with 11 voodoo donuts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And he's like, I can't believe you remember that. And it's just, it's those little things, those little impacts you can make on somebody's life. Uh, I know... One of my recent guests was a diabetic, and so I met a couple people later who were diabetics, and I tossed them to that episode because he talked about how he dealt with it, and they were like, oh, I'm going to check out more of what he's got going on. Soon, I I think one of my guests that I'm really excited about is um, an alumni of American Ninja Warrior, and it's like, it's just that chance for me to talk to people who I admire who do the stuff that I wish I could do or the stuff that I want to do and just learn from their experience. Doug would be exceptionally adorable. Yeah. <laughs> she, she is, she's a little tired girl. She's like, ugh, this is the third panel I sat through. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> now, but um, real quick, I wanted to make sure I threw this in there. Podcasting, I got into podcasting right after I moved to California, and I didn't know anybody. I didn't have my own friend group. And now it's the people I count amongst my closest and dearest friends are you and the wet people and everyone at this table and L. Um, although she's so busy, it's hard to it's hard to even touch base with her at all. Yeah, L, if you're listening, be more accessible. <laughs> um, but like the like the wet people, you know, all my podcasting friends that are based in LA. Uh, I it just gave me this friend circle, this group of friends that I wouldn't have normally had and in going through what I was going through this summer my you know Kelly ruining my marriage um, <laughs> it's it's given me that support system to get through that so I like podcasters yeah that's all it, I got it's fun and you said you don't know how much of an influence uh, your podcast had on whatever event I, I find that even if it's not like even if you don't have a huge listenership it's like people are willing to have come on and talk about their stuff because it's something to point to it's something to go oh hey if you want to know more about what we're doing you know go listen to this podcast and so you know it, it does have an impact yeah i will say that i do wish more of my guests would read and, and blog about the podcast that they're on like just 
hit share, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's, but I mean that's yeah. We're all cha- we're all chasing that social media dream. <laughs> like please, you have hundreds of thousands of followers just to retweet. You can do it. Please. <laughs> yeah. I think it's been it's been kind of crazy how many how many relationships have just come. I'm going into my third year, and and that I think is the thing that I didn't expect to get. Not that I mean it surprises me. Because I did start this to have some, have people to talk about geeky things with. Because I don't always have that accessible. And so I didn't expect those to turn into the friendships and relationships that they have. I mean, in the last, I think I've met now five podcasters in person in the last four months. Um, it started with Raven in London in August. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just insane to me because here's a woman who I, her, her podcast is one of the podcasts that convinced me to start. Like, I'm like, I love this so much. I want to do this. And then, you know, we're geeking out about meeting each other in London. Like, to me, that's just nuts. And yeah. then um, I went to Minnesota and met Rob, who's also on the podcasting network and is hosting my 100th episode. And then T. Morris put us in uh podcasting for dummies, which whoever thought that was going to happen. I know. And got to meet him in Arizona a couple weeks ago. And now this, this weekend I get to meet Kelly and Katie and, and like people are traveling all sorts of places and we're like, you know, for going to London, I'm like, I'm very excited, but I am most excited about meeting Raven. And I don't think, I don't think people always understand that. Um, And I think it's become more common now because the internet's so, accessible and people get it now it's not that oh don't make these pretend you're are these yeah. your real friends or your pretend right friends? right um <laughs> but uh you know but it's still something that's strange when you're like what's your what's your the thing you're most excited about doing when you go to london oh it's meeting this person that i've talked to about geeky stuff over Skype. yeah it's special it is it's pretty cool it's pretty cool um are we out of here at 4.45? I have a feeling like we may have already used up our, what? our time. Which... Dude, keep going. Somebody will knock. <laughs> Second time. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll, we'll, we'll finish up. Uh, is... Apparently, I like cursing on people who are rated E for everyone's podcasts. <laughs> you oh, didn't curse on my podcast, which I do appreciate. And you yes, know. I did. No, you didn't. You... Oh, you did, but you cut it out. <laughs> Chelsea edited it. I, I hate yeah. to break this to you, but the E doesn't mean everything. <laughs> the meeting he means explicit. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I was like, am I not supposed to? Wait, you didn't I know that? that? The word. No, I did know that, but I was using the video game. I'm like, I say the C word when we're on state of the key. Am I not supposed to curse? Are you having to cut that out? <laughs> well, just, I guess, wrapping up, what, what, exciting things are you looking forward to with podcasting going forward? Oh, we're on me. Shoot. Um, uh, I've been trying to launch a second podcast for like six months Hey, with Katie. Hey! (laughs) Um, Why are you calling me out? (laughs) Apparently that's what he does. (laughs) I know, right? No, no, no. It's been a group dropping the ball. Um, So I'm very excited for that. I'm excited to, there's a couple other opportunities coming up. Um that could lead to getting to a wider audience, which I'm very excited about. But other than that, I'm just excited to be meeting people. I'm I'm actually doing kind of a soft rebrand where I'm making my podcast more listener 
friendly, and I don't I don't mean that as listener friendly. I mean there will be concrete stuff that you take from it. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm doing one uh, health and fitness thing that people can take. Like my 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 friend who was uh, a vegan diabetic, and so he talked about how to get into a vegan lifestyle and how to deal with his diabetes. But then we also talked about the '80s uh, Val Kilmer movie Willow. So it's like we're giving people things to take away where, okay, if you want to start a vegan diet, here's how you get into it. Oh, and if you want a really awesome 1980s Val Kilmer movie, here, go watch Willow. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to just meeting more new people. I took like a six month break from actively reaching out to new people just because I needed to get my head straight from personal stuff. Kelly. Uh, Sorry, again. <laughs> You're better uh, off. <laughs> uh, so, so I'm I'm really enjoying reaching out to new and different people again. It's a lot of fun. Uh, so I did a revamp also of um, mating habits, and I still don't know exactly where I'm going to take it from here on out. I'm very excited at the possibility of streamlining. Still, be two hours, but streamlining. <laughs> I, I tried to. I think I tried to put too much into it. I always tried to give a, a really good, successful dating tip or relationship tip. And then I had all these other things that I found that people liked more um, because there were, you know, people talking about what they were up to and, and, you know, bringing up old things from the past and, like, you know, recalls and stuff like that. Like, listeners really enjoyed that. And so I'm trying to find a balance because, you know, at some point, I'm people are going to quit listening to me about dating tips if I don't either A, start dating again or B, you know, come up you know, dates and somebody fabulous. So like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But yeah, but I'm, I'm, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to getting back into it because I've missed it. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I just, I, I think that I, we were talking about this this morning. I think that there's some certain, certain things about it that I'm going to have to drop and just, even though they, they mean so much to me because I've put too much, I've, I've overworked them too much. I've worked them too hard. The dough is now stiff. And I, I need to sort of back away and start over from the beginning. But but yeah, but, but watch out, world, because mating habits is back. Clear your clear your schedule. <laughs> <laughs> um, for tea time, uh, Chelsea and I are about to hit our year anniversary for the podcast. Muzzle Thank you. Um, in December, and uh, we've already picked out a topic for it. We wanted to do something that was like kind of big for well, like in our mind, it's kind of big mm-hmm. and meaningful. So we're doing that. Um, uh, we're going to talk about Handmaid's Tale. Wow. Yeah. So we hadn't, we hadn't discussed it at all. And so I thought that like, that would be a big, like one year anniversary. And turns out that the one year where we did like the day that we released our three episodes, turns out it's the same day that we'll be releasing our year anniversary episode because it falls on a Monday because we switched days at different points before when we first started. So it's like perfect. That's awesome. One year to the day. One year to the day. Um, and then uh, Chelsea and I have decided that each one of us is going to go rogue on at one point during the podcast. And uh, she has a friend who avidly listens to our show. Her name is Agent Summer, and she live tweets our episodes, which is really hilarious to like have oh, somebody actively listen and like live tweet it. It's yeah. insane. Um, they're going to talk about X Files. Ooh, what? I'm very curious as how you live something that's pre-recorded. Well, she's like live tweeting her listening to it. Yeah, Robbie Polenko has done it with Mating Habits. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's crazy. I, I live text you. Yes, you do text me. <laughs> you do live text me. Um, I do that to so, Joe too. Yes, you do. <laughs> um, 
So Chelsea, Agent Summer, and her husband, Eamon, they're um, going to do like an X-Files podcast uh, for tea time because I don't, I didn't really actively watch X-Files like she did because it's like how she met her husband and stuff just because of X-Files. Um, so I'm going rogue and having Erwin uh, and Joel, the two people that I work with, they're going to come to my house for who knows what reason. Oh, I know what reasons. <laughs> um, one, they want to meet, they love cats and they want to come meet my cats and then also... Um, they want to be on the podcast, so we're going to be doing tea and cats with Katie Irwin and Joel at some point in the next, like, few weeks after they come back from vacation. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's where we're going. What about you? What about, what about Gates to Where's it going? Um, I, you know, I, I was mentioning, I think, to you this morning that I'm, I'm going to finish out the year doing what I'm doing now, which is kind of reaching out to people that I've had on the show before that I trust. I had some trust issues over the summer with people flaking. I just needed to rebuild that momentum. But I think going into the new year, I'm going to start, you know, the, the podcast is about connecting people together over stuff that they love to do. And so I think I want to start taking some of the people that I've met and find things that they enjoy and kind of introducing them to each other. Because I think some of our best State of the Geek episodes have been, you know, introducing you to Ray or yeah. you to Raven. and. Yeah. Um, you know, if it's all about building friendships, then I think that's that's the next step. So I think we're going to see a little bit more of that come going forward. Nice. Dig it. All right, well, let's close out with um, where we can find you. All right, you can find me at dumbbellsanddragons.com. We are both a blog and a podcast. Podcast is every Wednesday on social media. You can find me at dumbbellsdragons. Um, you can find Mating Habits of the Modern Geek at matinghabitsofmoderngeek.com. You can tweet to me directly at Mating Habits. And, um, yeah, and you can, hey, if you're like a, like out there and you're like a granddad and you want to send me an email, an electronic mail, you can do that at moderngeekcast at gmail.com. For Tea Time, you can find us at teatimewithkc.com. That's where all of our, like, show notes and all that stuff for all of our episodes go. Um, You can also reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram. I'm still working on Facebook. We didn't want to do one originally, but we're getting there. So, and you can use the handle Tea Time with Casey. And you can also send us an email if if that's what you desire, which is tea with Casey at gmail.com. Awesome. Thank you guys for joining me for my 100th episode. Yay! Thank you. <laughs> Woo! And we are back. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a fun time. And really, that's and I learned that it was my first time. Well, I, I take that back. It was my second time being a panelist when Liam and I did Minnesota Fan Fest. Once before, he and I were panelists at a very small Tolkien convention, which was meant to be a mini con leading up to a larger con that fall. And then the larger con ended up ha- getting canceled due to. Um, like the hotel they were going to be at ended up getting torn down or something crazy like that. So. Um, oh, wow. Uh, so we had been on one panel where we kind of had a captive audience of everybody that was there for the thing was subject to it because it was a very small area with the stage. Um, mm-hmm. And then this one where where we had very few people. But we still had really good conversations. And in the end, you need to be doing that for people to be interested when they're walking by. Yeah. I think part of our problem was is they closed the door on us about five minutes in for a lot of the panels. So people just didn't realize we were back there. It was a little. Oh, they didn't have like a big sign or. They did, but if you weren't looking for it, you probably would walk right past no, it. That's too bad, but still, yeah. very cool. All right, well, let's get into our main topic for this week, which is you, and specifically, 
this. <laughs> so you are the host of a podcast called Geektitude. Oh, uh, you know what? I forgot to do something at the very start of the show. We didn't do the Get to Know You segment. No. Joe, you should have shouted me. It was not in your outline. <laughs> All right. So first, we need to get to know you a little bit. So you've told okay. us. Uh, well, no, you haven't. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, well, my name is Joe Hogan. I am 39 years old. I'm about to hit the big 4-0. Um, I am a high school English and drama teacher. I live in Palm Springs, California. Uh, I have a wonderful, very supportive husband and the cutest dog in the world. And I will fight you if you say otherwise. Now, is that dog still, is, has and... that dog learned to become better behaved? Because it's sort of yes, a notorious yes, segment is, on your episode is things my dog did this week. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You know, he's getting he's getting a lot better. We we spent a lot of a ridiculous amount of money on training and it didn't work. And then we got a book that was like 100 English words your dog should know. And we've kind of been working through that book and he's gotten a lot better. He still gets very excited because he's a puppy. He just hit a year last weekend, actually. And, um, and so I, I, he's, he's a puppy. So he does puppy things. He still likes stealing papers and getting you to chase him, but he's gotten a lot better about stopping when you tell him. To That's good. Stop. So getting yeah. back to you then, uh, what are sort of your areas of geekitude? What, what geekdoms is your geekitude very high in? Well, as I, as I said in, um, in the, the first part of the show, I, I, my, if I had to choose a fandom today, mm -hmm. I would say that my main fandom is is a World of Warcraft, and it's become. I mean, it's been with me since I started maybe ten years ago playing, and uh, and I always find myself going back to it. So that's that's my primary uh, area of of love. I'm also a big Marvel comics person. Uh, I don't read many of the comics anymore, but I did a very long time ago. And I do keep up with the movies and I do keep up with what's going on in the Marvel universe kind of through you and through friends. Um, so big, big Marvel fan. I do love, I like star Wars. I like star Trek. I don't think you need to be one or the other. Um, I'd say my original fandom was star Trek, the next generation uh, back in the day. That's kind of what made me realize that geeks were uh, a community because I would go to, you know, in junior high, I'd go to, Star Trek conventions and drag my, my family to those and, and just have a great time and be overwhelmed by the fact that everybody here liked the same thing I did. Um, yeah, video games. Um, not playing too much right now. I'm kind of, I do a lot of Sims 4 because I find it relaxing, but uh, I'm hoping over, over Thanksgiving break to do some more stuff with my Switch. Okay. I've, I've, I don't think I ever played a Sims after the first one. So I would have no idea. Oh, Sims 4 is great. Okay. It, but it's the same basic ideas. You make houses and people and tell them what to do and just watch them do things. Yeah. And, and they've, the, I mean, the, the technology has evolved quite a bit. So I think, you know, the first three or at least the first two Sims were very much task oriented, you know, getting, keeping their, their needs high and, and getting them through their day where this one's very based on emotions. And so you get different buffs or different um, interactions available to you, depending on how your sim feels. So if they're really energetic, they can do certain things where if they're really sad, they'll get a different set of options. And, and so it's kind of um, 
controlling their environment and their interactions so that they are happy and, and interesting. Productive. Okay. And then what are the areas where you feel your geekitude is lacking? Um, well, <laughs> a lot of people who have been listening to this show for a while know that there are, are several fandoms that I have tried to, to plug into and have just bounced off hard. Um, I cannot get into Doctor Who. I have tried so hard, and it's just not my thing. Um, so that's, that's an area that I feel like my geekitude is exceedingly low. Um, and then I also haven't, haven't given much of a chance to anime, but... I every time I look at anime as something to dive into, I feel so overwhelmed that I'm like, nope, <laughs> go back to, to Warcraft or Sims or something. I'm, I'm, so I think those are my big ones. I'm right there with you on those. I see like I, I, I love cosplay, but yeah, so much of it is very obscure and um, I don't recognize any of it. It's and I just know it's because mm-hmm. I'm not an anime fan. So I, yeah. I'm right there with you. OK. And then uh, what is one thing that you think people should know about more? What's the one thing, your your area of geekitude that you wish you could push for other people to, to learn about? I would have said until I kind of lost hope in it, I would have said Sense8. I think that if anybody out there still hasn't seen the two seasons of Sense8 out there, um, you're missing out. It's an amazing, beautifully shot show. Um, so so that's what I think I would have said back in the day. Uh, I think now my my big obsession is especially so my my husband sent me a an article this morning on how actual plays and and D D are are a thing now and and i always thought you know that was kind of the last bastion of geekdom the the last thing that was accessible to people and um and that's now made it into the mainstream but uh i think that Everybody knows Dungeons and Dragons and they don't know all the other games out there. And I think right now, if you want to find a really good story based RPG, look into anything that's powered by the Apocalypse system. Okay. Because it's really good. And they're all a little bit different. It's not like the Apocalypse, powered by Apocalypse is not a overarching RPG system that you can just plug anything into. It, it requires you to sit down and kind of write your own game using the same basic ideas, but it is not a, um, it, it, it's, it's very versatile. Like there's, there's one called um, monster of the week, which is very much a Buffy supernatural themed one. There's wrestling RPGs through the system. There's um, a dungeons and dragons version. There's one where you're playing, toys that you know your your hit points are what parts of your body fall off and you know you can replace your body parts with different things so um they're like it's just kind of infinitely customizable and there's so many out there that are just kind of open sourced if you are an rpg person you should check it out okay i when i was a kid i spent one summer with my brothers and then one of my brother's friends that lived down the street playing a sort of homegrown, uh, you know, pen and paper dice rolling game that was based off of Dungeons and Dragons, but used the manual from the, I'm guessing, NES Final Fantasy, or maybe Final Fantasy oh, that's II. Awesome. Uh, one of the earlier Final Fantasies, because it was simpler. It was ice sword, ice oh. armor, fire sword, fire armor. It didn't have, you know, it was it was simpler in terms of strengths and weaknesses. And I mm-hmm. think we just called it Quest, 
And I remember playing that, and I remember I had two characters, because I think my first one died, and I remember being super upset, because I must have been, like, sixth grade or something when this mm-hmm. was happening. I had a dwarf, and I remember he died, and then I had a female thief or rogue or something like that Okay. as characters. And that is the first and last time I ever touched a pen and paper. But one of the local game stores here is putting on a sort of newbie thing of, hey, you can come and try playing D&D or whatever. And I'm I'm toying with it. Uh, I don't know that I, I certainly don't have the time, I don't think, to do something like that. Um, not on a regular basis. But I would be interested to do something like that. I feel like I would be more into it if it was something where everybody is playing from home and I just like plug in my microphone or my headset and then I can just sit down mm-hmm. for an hour on a random evening like I get back from the gym or I finish eating dinner and I sit down and we all get together at seven o'clock on Thursdays until eight o'clock but I feel like most of those campaigns I mean you want to be sitting down with everybody for hours and right well and and this is a this is a good point for me to throw in, you know, I, I'm sure there's people listening to this who are like, hey, I thought your third podcast was going to be an actual yeah. play. Um, and and uh, <laughs> I'm just going to point to the fact that my third podcast is recorded in my car. Right. <laughs> an actual play is taking a lot of it's going to take a lot of time. It's going to take hours. And the reason why it keeps getting pushed back is that I want if I, when I do it and and I am still planning on doing it. But when I do it, I want to do it right. And I don't want to rush it. And I feel like right now with my schedule, if I tried to do it, it would not come out. Right. Right. Okay. Well, did I miss anything in the get to know you segment? I think I hit them all. No, I think you you hit them all real, real wonderful. So now tell me, what is this geekitude thing I keep hearing about? (laughs) Geekitude is a podcast uh, at, at its very basic level is a podcast about people coming together over stuff they love. And um, I've always wanted Geekitude to kind of show people that fandoms and geeking out doesn't have to be contentious. It doesn't have to be salty. It doesn't have to be adversarial Um, because you might like DC and I might like Marvel, but we both have the common thread of being very, very excited about something we love. So, and I think that that's kind of the the, the theme of, of Geekitude. And now, has it always been an interview show? It has always been an interview show from from episode. The only episode that is not interview based um, is episode zero, where I talk about me. Uh, I think it's very important to launch with an episode zero so people can kind of get to know what they're getting into. And, um, and then, you know, we have a couple of episodes that are panels, but that's still, you know, question and answer kind of stuff. So I think it's pretty much always been interview based unless there's something out there that I So as, as you like to point out, then I will point out to your listeners, if you want to hear the last time, uh, that we kind of got to know Joe a little better, all you have to do is go back to episode zero and then start (laughs) listening from there and catch in. Okay. I started listening to your show the first time you and I talked online and talked about being on each other's shows, I think, or mm-hmm. having me on your show or however that was. I want to say I went back and listened to the last couple of episodes prior to the one where I came on your show, just so I knew, you know, what was going on. I knew the the format and uh, sort of what was expected. I didn't go because I started an episode. Was it 60 something? Maybe. I feel like it was. Maybe even a little bit earlier than that. Yeah, but it was it was a while back, which is insane to think, because it doesn't feel like it's been that long. Um, 
but uh, uh, yeah, so that's I find that really interesting that you've gone that long and and done that many different interviews. What is it like trying to hunt down people every single week and finding people to interview and learning about? Because you talk about your your podcast being about uh, people coming together over the things they're passionate about, but it's it is and it also isn't that because you're not necessarily ever passionate about the thing your guest is. It's not always finding no, somebody true. that's passionate about the things you are so you two can come together over the thing you love. You're only coming together in that you have something separately that you're passionate about, and then you get to learn all about whatever it is. I mean, you have people from indie comic publishers to pro wrestlers on the show. What is it like to, A, have to find those people, and B, get to talk to such a wide group of um, geeks? Well, I think, first of all, I'm going to say the the part about not sharing the same thing is kind of the point. It's like, I'm learning about, you know, I am, I'm increasing my geekitude in areas that I don't know when I'm meeting somebody that, that doesn't necessarily share the same things that I do. And so I think that's one of the, one of the motivations about doing this was, um, getting an opportunity to geek out with other people because I have my core friends of that I, I get to geek out with, but we're all very busy and we're in three different locations. And so we don't get to talk that often. And um, my husband does not necessarily categorize himself as, as a geek. So I don't geek out with him very often. So he yes, he's popping his head up over the computer and saying, I'm a nerd. Um, but he does, he geeks out about weather and, um, and geography, which is why I was very excited when we got to meet you that your wife was there because they just went off into a corner and geeked out about weather. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but when we find these people, it, it really depends. It feels a little bit like feast and famine. Like I find that when I am plugged into the interwebs and I'm, I'm really kind of in a geekitude mode, I can book my show for three months in advance and then I'll hit parts where I'm maybe a little bit more overwhelmed in my regular life. And so then I find it a lot more helpful to fall back on people that I've met, people that I've developed relationships with and talk about things that, um, that they maybe didn't get to talk about the first time they were on my show. And so it's kind of this give and take of, you know, my energy levels. If my energy, energy levels are high, I can book, three months in advance. And, and then it's just, you know, what, what am I excited about? What have I not heard about in a while? What, what's this new thing that should be talked about? And, and then I go and find people that might be interested in talking about that. Okay. So you've had a lot of people on your show. Are there favorite interviews that you have had? Um, Yes and no. I, I mean, I think there's only been two or three where I've I've finished uh, an episode and not been happy with the interview. Felt that either either they weren't giving me um, enough to go off of, or I felt like I wasn't on top of my game and felt bad that I wasn't giving them everything that um, that I could have. But I, I do have favorites out there that just for kind of landmark purposes. Um, I mean, I think I've mentioned it before, but my my podcast with um, uh, David Gallagher about Marvel superheroes was it was episode seven. And it was the first time that I kind of started getting confidence that I could actually go after bigger interviews. 
um, he he messaged me on a he messaged me on Facebook because I had posted an article in, on my blog about the Marvel superheroes role playing game, and we started talking, just telling me about his game and how long he'd been playing, and and I was like, hey, this is really great. Do you want to come on my show and talk about? the Marvel superheroes classic RPG. He's like, absolutely. And then I'm like, well, I, you know, I try and, and research my guests if I have no connection to them or don't know who they are. And as I'm researching him, I'm like, Oh crap, this guy has written for Marvel and DC. And he, he's a professional in this field. Like, how did this, like, it was that, <laughs> what did I just get myself into? <laughs> and, um, and so I, when I contacted him with show notes and everything, I said, Hey, you know, well, we can promote your newest thing and we can talk about this and we can talk about that. And, and his thing was, well, well, we get to talk about Marvel superheroes though, right? I mean, that's, that's what the main thing is. And I'm like, yeah, of course. And so I think that still kind of has a, a special place in my heart as far as episodes go, because for me, that was kind of, um, that was a confidence builder that let me go for a hundred episodes and not worry about, contacting people. I mean, there's still people that I would love to have on my show, but I just haven't worked the nerve up to, to ask them. Mm -hmm. But, but that kind of gave me the, the courage to go a little further and contact people that were at my, in my mind, harder to get. So I think we now have a good sense of you. And I think we're getting a good sense of what you get out of doing the podcast, but what was the spark? What was the thing at the beginning where you said, this is a thing I really want to do. And, oh, I know, I'm going to have a podcast. Um, it was the three-hour commute every day <laughs> and um, listening to a bunch of Blizzard podcasts and going, I, I want to do this. Um, I even actually mentioned in my episode zero of Podcast of the Whale that when I started podcasting, um, I wanted to join the Blizzard podcast community because they have a very um, – energized very vocal follower pool and for me i was like i i was submitting things to people's podcasts i was you know spent sending tweets and emails to to have them read on people's shows because i wanted to be part of that community and i was like i want to i want to create a podcast because this community is amazing and and i want to be part of it but i i didn't know how to keep a World of Warcraft podcast sustainable for myself because I don't always play current content. And so there wasn't anything that was terribly exciting for me at the time that I was like, oh, this will be my my entry point in. I didn't want to just have another basic Blizzard podcast. And that's not to discourage anybody who's like, I want to do a Blizzard podcast because there's a lot of them out there. It's okay to add yours to the to the list. But I didn't want to do that. And so I was like, well, what can I do that's going to um, make make me stay with this for a long time? And I actually talked to two of my friends, Rob and Paula, about starting a podcast where we were going to cover um, con culture. And, and the fact of the matter was it was just everybody was way too busy. And I knew that if I wanted to start the podcast, I was going to have to venture on my own. But I didn't want to do a solo cast. Uh, podcast of the whale is a solo solo cast because I'm, I'm in my car, but that's now, you know, two years of podcasting experience. I have enough, um, 
confidence in myself that I can actually sit and ramble for 20 minutes at a time and, and feel like I'm, I'm producing okay content content. But when I, I mean that episode zero for geekitude, I must've recorded that thing 12 times. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so that, that, that's basically it. I, I really wanted to have a podcast, but the community that I wanted to join, I didn't have a podcast to put out there. So I said, you know, I'm still going to do a podcast, but I'm going to do it about something I'm interested in. And, um, and so that's that's why I started. And now you have three podcasts with that fourth one still somewhere on the horizon. When you started, and they're all a little different, right? Mm-hmm. When you started with Geektitude, were were there other formats that you were playing with? Like, were you thinking, well, it should be this or it should be this or it should be this before you settled on, I'm just going to talk to people? Um, I think I started with, I'm just going to talk to people. The The show hasn't changed a lot from episode one. It really hasn't. And I think a lot of that's because I, I stole from the best. Um, I know that Raven from Girls Gone Wild listens to my show and I'm sure she recognizes that a good portion of, um, of my show is based on Girls Gone Wild's format. They have, you know, a little debrief at the beginning. They jump into an interview with the guests so you know who they're talking about. Then everybody talks about what they did in WoW that week. And then they go over to their, um, their main topic for the, for the episode. And, and that's basically what I did. And so I, I stole it from them. I even, <laughs> I think I've even talked to her about it a couple times that I've stolen her format. And, um, and I, and so that's, I, I started with something that had already been proven to work. And that's why I think the, the format and the, everything has stayed so consistent. That's fair. I mean, I know it has changed a little bit. I remember you used to do news segments. Um, and I remember, I, I don't know if anybody else, I know, I know I was one that, that had suggested doing away with news, A, because it's a huge time saver to not have to come up and do news things. And then depending on who your guest is, is whether it feels organic to start talking about news stories with somebody else there, if it's not something they in particular are able to discuss or want to talk about. Um, so the point being, there's there's still been some, even if you don't feel like there has, I can tell you there has certainly been uh, some evolution of the show over the time that I've been listening to it. There has. There's been two things that we've taken out. We took out very early uh, on. I, I took out the the cons of the of the week. I used to I used to go back and forth with whoever I was reading the the notes with um, on announcing any cons that were going on in the U.S. And there's so many cons on a weekly basis that that got struck out real quick because it was just awkward and we couldn't pronounce any of the names and, and it was awful. So that, that went away real quick. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, the news thing was a little bit because my, my episodes were going on for two hours and that was back when I would listen to the entire episode over again and take out breaths and really edit it down to the second. Yeah. And it was taking an entire day to do and I couldn't I couldn't sustain that. And so the first step was to get them shorter and um and so I cut out I cut out the news and I think you had mentioned that as a as a, a good place to to go. I know Kenny Rodder was like, "Dude, you need to to publish shorter episodes." And um even Raven was like, "I have no room to talk, but <laughs> And then there's <laughs> this episode. So episodes. take that well, Kenny. And this episode 
Yeah, I'm allowed to have it. I feel like I'm allowed to have a long episode for my 100th. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. (laughs) And, you know, uh, speaking of Kenny, though, I think one of the other things in particular, and you and I talked about this when you were in town, as partially just being, you know, being a teacher is a thing that gets very busy. But you've begun to get sort of a cast of almost regulars. Like, you have the, you still get new interviews, and there's really exciting stuff. Like, there was the, um, for some reason I'm blanking on her name, but it was the... um, like geek vacations and stuff. I remember loving that episode because there was so much oh, cool L. stuff in there. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, the, the, uh, the other people that you have regularly. Uh, but can you talk a little bit about some of the, the regular people that you have had on the show on a regular basis and sort of what it took or how that transpired that they just sort of became the people that were absolutely your go-to for uh, different types of episodes? Um, most of the time it was... Well, it depends on who you're talking about, because if you talk about Ray and, and we're going to have a, a clip at some point about Ray and and this this, this process where, that this where I am to. sneakily leading to <laughs> my expert hosting skills. Uh, well done, sir. Well, thank done. you. Um, he, we, I asked Ray because it, it, he he was on episode one and I knew that I wouldn't flake on him and he wouldn't flake on me. And and he. I would feel guilty if I didn't publish something that we worked on together. And so that was kind of my way of tricking myself into making sure I actually published episode one. And yeah. And so, um, we just, we had such an easy time of it. I'm like, I kind of want to make you my, um, my check in for every movie because I know that we're going to have a good conversation. But then, when I started, you know, it kind of all the, the cast of characters kind of all started with Kenny Rodder um, being on the show, and I asked him to. Uh, he he kind of tricked himself into a second episode where we just talked about podcasts, and as we talked about these podcasts, we tweeted that we were talking about the podcasts, and that's how we met the Weck people and Brian and Philippe from the Average Geek Show, and and so that community that I was looking for from the wow community, I found I was kind of building my own community of podcasters that enjoyed the content that each other was putting out. And so that's kind of where that group of people came from was people who would come on the show and really click with me and be able to have that back and forth conversation. And, you know, we, we, we geeked out about geeking out with one another. It was, it takes the geeking to a different level. It's not just talking about what you enjoy, but it's talking about what you enjoy with people you enjoy talking about it with. And so that's kind of what motivates me to go back to certain people is I know it's going to be a very easy episode to do. And, and the reason why I've gone and had so many of these episodes with people that are, are now kind of regulars is because over the summer, this past summer was really rough because I had two or three people flake on me. And if somebody flakes the morning of, it's very hard to recover that and get somebody else on the show. Yeah. And yeah. And, and so that, that's a week I don't put content out and I always feel guilty if I'm not putting out weekly content. I have this episode should probably have happened two months ago, but (laughs) you know, it like there's, there's a good eight or nine weeks this past year or so that I haven't, I haven't put out content and that, that bothers me. So up until the end of the year, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm just bringing in people. I know people that I know will, will be there and that I can guilt 
if <laughs> if they have to reschedule. Well, it's also a good sort of 100th celebration as you kind of celebrate around that episode with with some of the people that you enjoy talking to that, you know, can you, I mean, I know that at the same time. I mean, there's a lot of times that I think I'm going to have a co-host and then I find out I'm rolling solo or for me, it's the worst one is the other way around where I prepare. I way over prepare for some of my shows. And you can tell when you listen yeah. to an episode and I have two main topics and three news pieces and four movie trailers to talk about. I'm setting myself up to record a 30, 40, 45 hour long, whatever it ends up being episode on my own. And so I give myself a lot of topics to discuss so it doesn't end up running stale. And then I find out, you know, oh, but Liam is free to record or whatever. And I was like, oh, in those situations, I needed like a movie trailer and a topic because with that plus weekly geekery, like we're easily at an hour because he and I can just sit or talk forever. Same with really anybody that I end up having on my show, you know, having that rotating group. Um, but knowing that somebody is absolutely going to be there is such a load off. And I can't imagine having to try and do an interview show. I started actually, if you go back to some of the early episodes of my show, I'm doing it solo. And then I started trying to find guests um, the, uh, the, the gentleman from the Chikara wrestling actually reached out to me as well. And it was just by that point, it had become clear that me doing outside interviews was too difficult. It was easier for me just to read comics and talk about them, which was kind of the point in the first place, uh, or getting one of my friends to come on who had read something or was willing to at least be a yes man and sort of let me bounce things off of. So I cannot ever fault you for a skipping a week just to take a breather or, you know, wanting to have the people that you enjoy having on your show. Because in the end, it's your show. And your audience is going to enjoy it more when they know you're having fun talking to people you enjoy talking to. Yeah, and that's and that's really what I try and make sure I'm always doing. Uh, and I think uh, as long as we're, as long as the conversation is good, um, I really don't care who I talk to at right. the end of the day. I, I really just want to be able to hang out with somebody and get to know them. And, you know, if, if there's somebody who's been a regular listener and has been on my show and is like, well, you didn't have me on again. It doesn't mean that I didn't, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't enjoy our conversation. It's just, I, 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 the people that, that talk to me on a more regular basis online or, um, you know, I've met just in the last two months I have met, or actually three months I have met five podcasters in person mm -hmm. um i met uh kelly and katie last weekend i met you a couple or back in in october i met raven in london i mean that just blows my mind um in in august and uh t morris i met in i think early october or late september somewhere in there and and so like these are people that i'm actually developing you know, you can tell I'm I'm from the beginning of the internet because I'm like these are my real I'm meeting real friends instead of my internet friends. Right. Um, but but I think that it's the people who who reach out and and start that dialogue. Those are the ones I tend to go back to because those are the ones that I then develop the friendships with. Right. And I find that really interesting that Ray was actually in the very first episode because I would say. Out of all the the regular guests, and now obviously I'm a comic book fan and and. So is Ray, obviously. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so it's hearing other people's takes on things like because I'll do my episodes for a movie review and then you'll have Ray on and you guys will do your takes. And of course, his take is totally different because he's coming from a completely different place when he's seeing these movies. And I love that. I love hearing those different 
um, uh, sort of uh, takes on things. I feel like there was a better way of, of saying that instead of just repeating myself. But now you said you <laughs> met Ray. He was on your very first episode. He was a substitute teacher for you? Yes, he actually subs- we've been friends since 2009, 2008, somewhere in there. Yeah. Okay. So we 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 he he long-term sub for my my friend Sean Daly who was actually I think episode 2. <laughs> no, he was episode 4. Um and uh How do you know when, that? Because I've got my episode list open in front of me. Oh, I was I was going to say like this encyclopedic <laughs> knowledge of oh yeah, no, you were episode 12. Obviously. Yeah, no, you it, don't remember this? And, and, <laughs> well, yeah, no, Sean Daly was episode four and his his son, uh, Griffin, is actually in the episode. He kind of would not let Sean record on his own. So um, I actually got both father and son. But the way I met Ray was Ray was covering Sean's class when he was on paternity leave with Griffin. And um, and so he was there for a month. And we very quickly realized that we were both big geeks. And so on our prep, we, we have shared prep at my school. So the, all the sophomore teachers have prep at the same time so that we can meet and talk about students and coordinate our projects and everything. And so basically it became, we would go to each other's classroom and just hang out and geek out for an hour when we probably should have been planning for the day. And, um, and that went on until literally a month before my first episode when he announced that he was no longer going to be a substitute teacher, he was going to be a um, he's recruiting for his old alma mater, which is an art school out uh, in Orange County. And uh, I was like, well, this is unacceptable because I'm going to miss our geeking out sessions. So we just took him online. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. And now for your big 100th episode, you sat down with Ray and recorded something, right? Yes, we we after we recorded our episode on um, on Thor. We sat down for about 15 minutes and talked about the experience of him being my my most frequent podcast guest. Oh, perfect. Well, let's listen on and, 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 and listen. <laughs> <laughs> let's listen to that then, shall we? <laughs> so we're in the middle of celebrating our 100th episode. And I didn't feel like it would be a complete celebration unless I got to talk to Ray Vargas about this whole crazy experience that we have gone through for now over two years. Guess number zero, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I like what what was your first thought when I said, Hey Ray, wanna do a podcast? Uh I thought Joe is adding one more thing onto his plate, which is that's Joe. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh-huh. And, and honestly, I kind of thought, okay, it's podcasts were kind of like the new thing that, you know, I feel like there was podcasts like cropping up for like from every direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought, I remember thinking, okay, I, I'm, I'm obviously I'm down to talk to Joe, uh, because we geek out anyway whenever I see him at school. Um, but you know, what is, what is it that we're going to be doing that is different than all the other podcasts out there that are centered around geek culture you know that did you did you feel like we answered that question at some point absolutely (laughs) i don't know that we're doing anything different (laughs) no i feel like we are i feel like you definitely 
this podcast, I feel like it synthesizes all the things that you're into and that you're about. It's kind of like an ex- an extension of who I know you to be in the classroom, you know, because you, you, I mean, we met, you know, under, I would say, circumstances that most people don't usually build friendships, which is, you know, you're a high school English teacher and I was a substitute teacher mm-hmm. for you. And so... I first got to know you in that professional setting and I was new to teaching and new to classroom management and that sort of thing. So, you know, I was, I was seeing these different professionals do their thing and, you know, really being exposed to like all the different teaching styles that are out there and how, you know, learning how a classroom really takes on the personality of the teacher running the classroom. Mm -hmm. Um, And so one thing that struck me about your classroom right away was how it was this very like, easygoing, open, conversational culture. Um, And to me, I wouldn't be able to do a podcast with someone if it didn't have that feel to it. Because, you know, it can be a little bit intimidating to know that you're recording a conversation (laughs) that's going to be posted somewhere and people can just, strangers can just listen to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like, we've known each other for... Mm, 12 years now? 13 oh, years? Wow. 12, yeah. 12 years, because I think you were the second year I was teaching. Yeah, was, I, I think. I started subbing when I was 26 years old. So, yeah. I'm yeah. 38 now, so 12 years. Um, and and I I know when when I, I, I mentioned it to you, I think when you came to tell me that you were not, like it was your, I'm not coming back to sub for anybody that just wanted to stop by and say goodbye to everybody yeah. kind of day. And I was like, well, this, this cannot happen. <laughs> we will not let this happen. And I was like, I, you know what? I'm, I'm going to have him be my first guest. And since then we've done, um, if you count last week's episode 99, we're, we're on episode 16 together. Wow. So, so how did, how did I become the first guest? I don't think you've ever actually explain that <laughs> to me how did that happen because you i mean you've got a very broad you know scene that you're a part of and you've got acquaintances and friends across like all these different things that you're into and like your you know sub of all people to be the first guest on your new podcast well i think this was a this was a show about geeking out about stuff we love and that's what you and i do <laughs> like, i mean <laughs> I figured I figured we have such great conversations when we're sitting in the classroom. You know, I, people, you know, we've mentioned it a couple times, but the way it kind of worked was um, the the best days were the days that you were teaching for a different 10th grade teacher. And when <laughs> that happened, we would have an entire 80-minute block yeah, where true. you would come in and we would just geek out for 80 minutes. And if and if the, the conversation was not done or if it was good enough, you would come back at breaks or at lunch or we right. would find a way to finish that conversation. <laughs> That's so true. It would bleed into class time sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it would be like, you know, people would be coming in, what are they talking about? Never mind. Go, go read a book. Um, <laughs> and so... Um, I was just like, if I like, cause didn't you anybody have, was, oh, go ahead. You, sorry, but just talking about that first, when we first started talking about this stuff, didn't you have like a comic book club or something like that where you guys would like, like just take turns reading the same issue and like just hand it to the next person and just kind of like read, I think like Onslaught was big in your classroom or something. 
No, it was <laughs> um, before they let me teach drama because there was already somebody teaching drama at the school. Wow. Um, I, I needed to come up with an elective and the, we're allowed to explore things that we're interested for our electives. It doesn't have to be something academic. So I did visual literature, which basically meant I brought like five <laughs> long boxes to yeah. school and we read anything that the kids wanted to read. And I was getting a regular pull list at the time. So what I would do is I would take, um, like, I think the one that, that I talk about the most is it was the original civil war. And we were reading episode, issue after issue, and I would take it, I would pass it to the next kid, and I'd read the next issue. And it would just, we would just go around the, the, the table like that. And, and it was the same reaction. Everybody got to the end, and we just all thought it was a disappointing end to the, the series. It was that, just like, oh, uh, God. That's and the, then he passed it to the next kid, and the kid's like, uh. Like, it, it, like it, it was just kind of funny because we all had the communal reaction, and then we talk about it afterwards. That scene that you just described that I remember is like straight out of like any local comic book store. And it's like mm-hmm. in, in your classroom. That's where I wanted to be, you know? I remember the, the onslaught thing is I remember you had a poster of that up in yes. the room. Um, but yeah, I always wanted to be in your classroom because that was where like the conversations were happening that I could relate to. And I'm not sure that students really knew what to do with that at first. No, they really didn't. They really didn't because, like, their teachers are talking about comic book stuff. And that, like, geek culture was starting to come into its own then, but it wasn't. I mean, this is, again, this is, like, 12 years ago. That's right. So so they were like, well, why are these guys geeking out? Like, that's what we're supposed to do. (laughs) What are these grown men doing getting so excited about these characters? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and also because I was such a, a particular uh, personality in my in my classroom. You know, when I was in charge of a room, there was a certain. It was almost like a role that I was playing. You know, like I, mm-hmm. I developed this persona that just worked. It it just made the day productive and relatively easy for what I had to do with the students that each day. Um, and I would, you know, play that. And I mean, to, you know, to be honest, that's because a large part of that is who I am naturally. So, but still, I think seeing me go from, you know, kind of a, a more, you know, no, take no crap, you know, straightforward person to then suddenly like gushing and laughing and geeking out about, you know, whatever the new spy, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie that came out or something. That was probably weird for the students. <laughs> well, and it's because because the the funny thing was, and you know this, anytime I'm like, okay, so I'm gonna be out on Friday, you'd be good to the sub. Well, who's your sub, Mr. Vargas? Oh man, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he's not gonna take your crap. <laughs> yeah, even though you know, once they were on board, I would just be sitting there reading whatever stack of books you left for me to read because you'd be exactly. like, oh, you got to Oh, you haven't read Squadron Supreme? Oh my God, here's this book. <laughs> here's, here's this new book called Walking Dead that you've never heard of, like. And I would just get, you know, just completely enthralled with these stories. You also had the, it was the 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 daily silent reading, sustained silent reading, SSR. Oh my God, mm-hmm. SSR. Do you guys even still do that? We do. And in fact, the whole NaNoWriMo thing that I was mentioning in the last episode, um, I actually did a launch day at school where we did SSW, <laughs> sustained silent writing. <laughs> That's and amazing. Yeah, because, and the kids, there was a couple of kids who were like, I forced everybody to do it. And there were a couple of kids who were like, I actually think I'm going to try this. I'm like, yeah, 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 it's awesome. That's you know? really cool. Um, so I wanted to talk about, um, you know, you had mentioned why why were you the first person? As, as I said, you know, I knew that we would geek out. But 
I don't think people realize how terrifying it is to, you know, it's, it's one thing to hit record and con- record the conversation, but the most terrifying thing about starting a podcast is hitting the publish button. <laughs> like that was, that was the, that was the hardest thing to do. And so for me, I, I wanted somebody who I knew I would have a good conversation with and who I would feel like terrible if I had said, I'm going to do this podcast and I'm going to take up your time and then never publish it. <laughs> like, like I knew, like I knew that you would, you'd be enthusiastic enough about it that you'd be like, so when's the podcast coming out? You know, I want to, I want to want to <laughs> listen to it. And, and I knew that if I, if I recorded with you, my own, like my own personal sense of responsibility. I was like, I have to get this published. Like I have to press, I have to press publish. On that's great. I had no idea. That's, that's great. <laughs> do you have, do you have a favorite moment or a favorite episode or just a favorite thing that has come out of this um, little journey that we've been on for the last two years? Oh man. I know that some of our movie review episodes are, uh, hard to listen to for some of your listeners. And I gotta <laughs> say, I really appreciate you kind of carving out that little niche of your podcast empire for me to do these movie reviews because, I mean, you know, I've, I've always been into movies. Um, I thought for a while that I was gonna be a filmmaker. I might still eventually, who knows, uh, you know, where this thing goes. But, mm-hmm. um, I just love discussing films and I just, and that's like a huge part of my enjoyment of movie watching. So it's really awesome that you were like willing to reserve that. I feel very honored that you're, you know, willing to have those conversations with me on your podcast. Um, and over God, like what 15 or 16 that we've done now, um, believe it or not, I would probably say it was one or two where we just completely eviscerated. <laughs> film those are the most enjoyable for me just because not because you know i mean by no means do i i don't i'd be happy if i never make one of those with you again because that means that we will have loved every film that we see right and that's right, like right, right. the ultimate goal but that being said when you do have that disappointing experience there's and, and i feel like all geeks know what i'm talking about here there is something so cathartic about then connecting with a fellow geek who agrees with you or who who is willing to be just as critical because we love these properties enough to be this critical about them. Mm-hmm. And there is something so cathartic about having that experience with a fellow geek where you were disappointed by something because of your love for it and your appreciation for it and your high hopes for it the disappointment that then leads to a conversation where you can kind of put that to rest and say, okay, you know, I'm, I'm still willing to throw my heart into the next thing and get my hopes high again, because that's what this is all about. We love it that much, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I feel, I feel there's, there's, you know, I've, I've enjoyed most of my guests over the the last 100 episodes. I, I want to throw that out there, but I feel like there are very few, and you are one of them, where when I am I am talking to you on this episode, if on an episode, it feels like we're sitting at a comic book store. It feels like we are having a conversation, and you know, somebody will say something, and the other one, oh, my, dude, how can you think that? Like, how how is that a thing? Or are you? Oh, go ahead. If I had to name a specific episode, it would be Batman versus Superman. <laughs> oh 
we were angry. Yes. Like we were just angry because we had just wasted like several hours of our life, and we were not going to let anybody get out of that alive. I think that was the episode also where we went, okay, we need to talk about more things that we love. Yes, yes. And then, and then I remember, I remember after that was I think I think it was um, X Men Apocalypse. And we were like, yeah, it was good. <laughs> and, and then we, we stopped and we thought about it. And we're like, the only reason why we, we are saying that this was a good movie is because, like, seriously, we are still upset about Batman versus Superman. And then I think we had a whole conversation about how much we hated Batman and Superman on the X-Men Apocalypse episode. <laughs> it's like whatever was following that was golden. Like, it was in a great position, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think because of, of you know... The, the, the catharsis that happened through that conversation with you, that is why that is probably my favorite episode. Just, you know, just, just because it's one thing to just kind of like gush the way we, you know, just did, um, over, uh, the Thor episode that we recorded. Um, and, you know, uh, the, the Avengers was, I remember, God, that just, that was interesting because that was so, that no one had ever done that before. So no one really had any clue whether or not it was going to work. Right. You know, and that was like Marvel's big, like calling their shot thing where they just put all this effort into it. That was really cool to have that experience. I remember I saw that film twice before we ever talked about it. Like I saw it twice on opening day. Oh, wow. Yeah. I saw it in the morning. Uh, a matter of fact, I left iPoly to go see it. Um, I was done with my classes. I had one more class in the day that was like a free period. And I remember going to the office and asking, Hey, can I bounce? And they were like, yeah, we're, you're done for the day. And I remember Sean Daly, your coworker, going, why'd you ask, man? You should just let <laughs> Sean, you know? Um, and I drove straight from Cal Poly Pomona to a theater. I met a friend and we sat and we watched the Avengers at like, it was an, it was a Friday. So Fridays usually end like at 1230 at iPoly. I don't know if they still do, but, um, oh, those are the days. But um, <laughs> even on that day, I was out even earlier because the last period was was free for me. So I think I was out like at 11, 1130. And I drove straight to the theater and watched Avengers. And then that night I watched it with my sister again. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was a good one, too. So I don't know if you know this, but like for the most for most of my run, except for the first five episodes and one episode with you, all of my titles are topic with guest. Like, that's just how I have, you know, after episode five, I'm like, I am never going to come up with witty and fun episode titles. So I'm just going to go with topic and the guest. Oh. And and so even like last week's episode 99 was, you know, Thor Ragnarok with White Ray Vargas. And that's just how, that's how I title my episodes. But episode one with you and me was Stay in Your Lane, Zack Snyder. <laughs> oh my God, that's right. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, two, three, four, and five were just kind of something that was just based on whatever the topic was. But then I don't, I don't revisit a different title structure until you come back on episode 12, where the title is hashtag poor Jeremy Renner. <laughs> this is the, see, this is the titles are totally an extension of our conversations. Yes. <laughs> and every time, every time I see episode one, stay in your late lane, Zack Schneider, I, I like it makes me smile because you know to what? me that is like yeah. so perfect. That that is a perfect title to launch this show on. Exactly. How do you not want to click on that and listen to that conversation and be like, what is going on here? How 
fucking ballsy too. We just like, <laughs> <laughs> who are we? You know, and like our in episode one <laughs> to, to criticize this guy, <laughs> we're gonna call out the successful filmmaker. <laughs> in your lane, dude. Who do you think? Who do you think you are? Because <laughs> well, I think he had just called out like the 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 X Men movies, or he called he called out somebody on on the internet, and we were like, oh no, <laughs> no no no. <laughs> We're on that. <laughs> We're going to start this podcast just to call out this dude. Uh, That's great, man. Thank you for reminding me of that. I totally forgot about that title. It yeah, I just had to throw that in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, well, congratulations, man. A hundred episodes. You've been busy. Yeah. Well, well, thank you, Ray, because I got to say, you know, I've, I, I love most of my guests. I have had one or two who will shall remain nameless that, you know, we're a little bit harder to get through the interview and you know, not everybody was meant to be on a podcast, but I know every time I have you on the schedule, I'm like, everything's going to be fine and I don't have to worry about anything. And so I want to thank you so, so much for not just going, like a lot of people I'm going to be thanking for going on this journey with me, but I want to thank you for starting this journey with me. Hey man, you're welcome. It's been my pleasure. This is great. And to many more, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're back. Now I get to say it that way because I get to. That's fun. Yeah. I like Ray. I got to, at some point, just because he's a big comic fan. I mean, maybe one of these weeks I will shoot him a message and bug him and see if he, he wants to come and do an episode of the comic box. Because I think that'd be really fun. Yeah. And, um, you know, peek behind the scenes. You know, we, we basically stopped the recording. I'm going to drop the interview in. And, and so Rob has not listened to the, the Ray interview yet. But. Um, man behind the curtain much <laughs> but ray um ray mentioned in his in his thing that he you know he doesn't necessarily always consider himself a podcaster it, he forgets <laughs> he forgets until somebody at work goes hey i listened to your episode and um and so i think i think he would be very uh flattered to get a call and a request for uh for somebody to to have him on the show. To hop on. Yeah. Very cool. Well, uh, while we are talking about other people and our friends, how about some shout outs? Who, who would you like okay, to, uh, or, or I suppose you got, it looks like you got a long list here. So I'm going to shout out to you, Joe, as a big congrats on your 100th episode. Um, and I, everybody else on our podcast network, I'm, I'm never really great at shout outs. I like, I like everybody and, uh-huh. uh, it takes too long. It takes too long to, to read off literally the name of every person on the planet. So I'm just I'm going to relinquish my shout out time and just give it to you. Congrats again. Who would you like to give a shout out to? Well, thank, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, my 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 shout out list is long because this is episode 100. So I want to go back and, and thank a lot of people. Hell's but yeah. I do, just talk, talking about shout outs. Um, it is hard to do shout outs. It's easy for the guest because this may be their first time on or they've only been on several episodes so they can list people and not feel like they're always listing the same people over and over again. Right. It's that high mom when, moment. Yeah, exactly. But when you're the host, it's it's like, oh, my God, who should I shout out to this week? Because <laughs> I can't shout out to everybody. So I want it to be somebody that I should shout out to. But yeah, there there is that that little panic moment of well, I am thankful for my friends, but I can't listen to everybody. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, but today I am. So um, so I want to first shout out to my husband Matt, who has been so 
supportive and and has <laughs> kind of um, been thrust into this lifestyle uh, without uh, a lot of consent. <laughs> He's popping his head over his computer and, and shaking it. Yes, but uh, but without being able to uh, without his support, I would not be able to do this. And and so I do want to give him a huge shout out. Uh, I then want to. Uh, shout out to Rob and Paula, my two geek friends that, that we have our our communal text going that we constantly are sending things back and forth with. Um, Rob is the reason why I have to clarify that I'm talking about real life Rob or online Rob, if I'm referring to you. Um, but uh, but they were kind of very encouraging at the beginning of this. And um, even though we couldn't put together a show, the three of us, uh, I know Rob listens to every episode and very appreciative of that. Um, the next is is the people who were on the panel with us this past week. Uh, Kelly Hightower, who's amazing. Kenny Rotter, who's way more positivity than any one person should be. <laughs> and uh, Katie from Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea. Um, she's, she's just awesome. I'm very excited that I got to meet her this past weekend. So thank you for for guesting on my panel and uh, and talking about about podcasting. Then moving on to the the original core group that formed out of this venture, uh, Katie, Kelly, Mandy, and Kevin from the WEC podcast, and Brian and Philippe from uh, the the Average Geek Show. Both of the, uh, the the rosters of each of those shows have changed. Uh, Kevin's now over on the Average Geek Show, and uh, and things have moved around. But you know you guys are the group that have really kind of encouraged me to continue doing this and have really made podcasting such a, a powerful and rewarding experience. Um, then I'm moving on to people who are just a little bit farther away um, from we'll, we'll start outward move in uh, Raven from girls gone. Wow. Very, very happy that I finally got to meet you this past August and, and thank you for all your humor and your smiles. Very much appreciate them. Uh, T. Morris, Pip Ballantyne, and Nick Kelly, who unfortunately kind of come as a package deal because um, uh, because they are, are good friends and and close. And I still need to meet Pip, and I still need to meet Nick. But I did get to meet T, and it was amazing. And thank you guys for for always shouting out and and listening to the show. I want to shout out to Barbara and Bri- Bryant Dillon um, for providing me with so much content because your people are amazing and you are constantly giving us um, people to talk to and geek out about. So thank you for that. Um, Is that the, the, the comic publishers? Yeah. Fan base, fan base press. press. I I knew it was something press, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to say the wrong name if I was wrong. Yeah, no, they, they they're an amazing company and, and it's really because of Barbara and Bryant. They are just amazing people. Yeah. Great, great uh, episodes as well. Whenever you have people on from them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, ben and Keith from Two Gay Geeks, who uh, are are just a joy. Anytime we run into each other, um, we were actually both at the. Um, all three of us were at the uh, podcasting for dummies launch party, and I came from one author's group because I I came because of T Morris, and they came because of the other author uh, Chuck Tomasi. And so I think that shows how small the podcasting community is, where we knew the same authors, but from two different directions. 
Um, but thank you to Ben and Keith for, for being just wonderful people. And then finally, I'm sorry it's going on so long. I was going to say, uh, music starts playing in the background. <laughs> the, the microphone pulls away. Um, I have to thank uh, the people for the geek to geek network, Boyd and Beige, Katie and Chelsea, and of course, Rob, um, for giving me a home. Uh, the music swells. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. All right. So that's it. Those are the shout outs. And, and Ray. See, I knew I was going to forget somebody else, but Ray, um, absolutely. Um, we'll be hearing from him next week as well. That's right. So I get to I get to do the fun closing notes then, because coming up next week will be episode 101 of Geektitude. Ray is coming back, and you guys are going to talk Justice League. And like I said before, I am I am super looking forward to it. Um, I know this last time when we did... Why do I have to strain to think Thor Ragnarok? That's how it's much not, there's going on. Off, yeah, it doesn't roll off the tongue either, so that doesn't help. But just that you had said uh, that you had listened to my review episode to prep for your review episode, um, which I find very, very flattering. You will get the chance if you'd like. I am going to have it the same weekend we're recording this. I'm going to try and get it, which is opening weekend for Justice League. I hope to have the episode out I just so long as uh, Fletch sends me his audio and I get it cut together in time because I got a lot of other stuff going on this weekend. We're dog sitting. If I don't know, every once in a while you might have heard a bunch of feet running above me. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're watching dogs again this weekend and I have some some uh, copywriting work on the side and we have a game night over at a friend's place. So it'll be a fun weekend, but hopefully I'll find that time and get that episode out um, so you can hear my thoughts. But I am I am super excited to see what you guys think because why um, I, I nothing I don't want to say anything you haven't seen it yet so I refuse to say anything that <laughs> yeah. is that is spoilers. Well, and then do you, uh, I I have been because again I've been trying to get podcast of the whale out. Did you guys do a prep episode that we can refer people to if they haven't listened yet? Yes, there was a prep episode for the Justice League. It is very full. It is not. Well, I don't want to speak bad about it. Yes, it's an amazing episode. It's one of the best episodes I've ever done. It's it's absolutely no, it's it's good. It's good though. Fletch is on. I love having Fletch. He's one of my my best friends in the world. I, I love having him on for uh podcasts. And yes, we prep for the Punisher, we prep for Justice League, we say a few words about runaways, there's news pieces, it's a very, very full episode. Um so it's jam-packed, so but it's also really good. 73? That's that's issue seventy three. That's issue seventy three, correct. And issue seventy four is is going to be the review episode. So I'm almost to seventy five. I'm I'm almost at my own uh, milestone, which is exciting. Getting there slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. All of the music in this episode, or I'm sorry, do I got to do my my Joe impersonation again? See if I can see if I can do this right. <clears throat> All of the episode and all of the music in this episode is by Ben Sound and is being used under Creative Commons license. You can find out music, more music by Ben Sound at www.bensound.com. Geektitude is a proud member of the geek to geek network. Check out other geek to geek shows such as geek to geek podcast, geek fitness health hacks, which I hear is coming back. Sorry, breaking character, yes, but it okay. sounds very cool. <laughs> uh, tea time with Katie and Chelsea and my own show, the comic box. Make sure, make sure to join our Reddit community at reddit.com forward slash r forward slash geek to geek cast. You can find me personally uh, on Twitter at comic box cast. You can also find me personally on Twitter at Nobi. And then I hang out everywhere that the geek to geek cast hangs out at. Joe, where can we find uh, Geektitude? 
You can currently find us at geektitude.com, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and most other podcatchers out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. Do if that you like thing. Cunt. Do that thing yes. he just said. This yes, is please. episode 100. Star ratings, review, subscribe, and then tell all of your friends. Nobody on this this entire network, as far as I'm aware, spends a cent in advertising. All marketing efforts are taken just by us having fun talking to each other online and you guys spreading the word about our shows. And this one is the longest running of any of them off the top of my head, right? Like you've been around longer yeah. than geek to geek podcast even. Yeah, actually, I, I posted a, a thing. That's how I met the geek to geek people was I posted a thing on Twitter going, what should I be listening to? And then like a year later, Beach was like, you should listen to us. We're pretty cool. <laughs> that sounds and like Beach. <laughs> well, it's got it. Yeah. 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 That sounds like Beach. <laughs> Um, if you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at geektitude or me personally at Epic Grace. Awesome. And yeah, like I said, if you want to talk to any of us, you can find all the people on our podcast network on our Slack channel. Hit any of us up on the Twitters and we'll get you a link to that. And then uh, that subreddit as well. Every time uh, you know I go back to either the Slack or the subreddit, I keep finding, oh, man, there was conversations happening and I totally didn't realize it. So they it comes in waves, but then there's times where it really picks up. And we want to have all of you guys on there, if nothing else, so you can come and give an extra congratulations to Joe. So, Joe, one last time, thank you for having me on. And... Congratulations on 100 episodes. I keep thinking, like, what's it going to take for me to get there? It's crazy thinking I'm about to hit even 75, but it is a massive accomplishment to be able to hit 100 episodes and then say, and I'm looking forward to next week. <laughs> Thank you very, very much for doing this, Rob. I really appreciate it. You are welcome. That is, I don't know what you say at the end. Just... Oh, no. How do, you, how do you not know? No, no, no. I mean, before you that. You listen to this show. Before how do you that, not know? I blanked. I blanked for a second. <laughs> okay. So I was going to say, all right. Well, Joe will be back next week with Ray. And as always, this week, keep it geek. Thanks, Rob. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs>